podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. I'm not going to change my mind. We crossed many doors to many places. Your hate made us think of all your faces. So plugged the MC in your little Borg node. Let's talk about this week's episode. That's right, everybody. We're talking about this week's episode, All Good Things, uh, which premiered this very day in 1994. Uh... The summer of Jurassic Park. Andy, what was happening? Valid question, Matt. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you the the UK song because we've already heard the US one, which is "Come On You Reds" by the Manchester United Football Squad. How does the North of England dominate <laughs> the charts? Does anyone in England want to answer that for me? <laughs> this is. Quite frankly, I was explaining English charts to me, to to me, to my wife, and um, I was like, you know, I've a couple times I've heard us, they've charted fucking songs about soccer. Like, what a, how many people are buying this that they were like, this is number one. Sure. Why not? The number one song in the U.S. Still, I swear by All for One. Number one movie, Maverick. Number one book, Remember Me. Guys, by, yeah. it was the summer of Jurassic Park because that was when we came when we had it all on VHS. I know it came out in '93. I'm kidding. I got the year wrong. <laughs> I love live prime correctives. Actually, <laughs> actually. It would be very useful to have. Uh, I guess this, this is the purpose a producer would have for us. Just going, no, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Um, it's Wang. No, it's Wong. Um, anywho. Number one book, Remember Me by Mary Higgins Clark. Number one TV show that week, Home Improvement. Though this episode uh, was number three. Uh, Births that week, gymnast Ali Raceman. Not enough of a gymnastics fan to know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And events, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley marry. The romance. Hang on a second. Time. You guys really cannot hear Andy over that music? People have complained about it before. I told you because that was the only thing that I listened to in the podcast. And, uh, it should be lower than me. I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe For those who are, who are listening to this later... You would think that this is left in because uh, because it was a live pot, but actually this is, this is always left in. So, um, it was louder this, than Andy. Just to fucking spite him, <laughs> make this smooth as fuck. <laughs> oh goodness! Don't cut it. Leave it. No. Everything else will be Spiting left in. Spiting you. It's not That's like my birthday gonna... present to you. Spite. 
If only I got to pick my spite things carefully to make you do. That's right. Uh, it's the reverse. It's the reverse reverse psychology with me. You have to. You, no, it's, oh. a, it's a game you got to play. And, I know uh, it well. You know, I'm easily manipulated. Just don't sure. ever. I just wish you would stop talking about live shows, Matt. I never want to do a live show. Oh fuck you! We're doing a live show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know what time it is, Matt. That's right. It's time to retire Dr. Larry Nemechek, believe it or not. No, Matt, no. <laughs> you have something first. After we talk about Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, oh. come on. Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> for Frank Sinatra, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the time we've all been waiting for, and it's the live version, first time ever, of Frank Sinatra. Come on, Andy, what was the chairman of the board doing? From Lieutenant Commander uh, Ken Molay, thank you for your service in supplying these. Uh, All good things must end, and this week marks the final performances of Frank Sinatra in Las Vegas. Instead of his classic haunts from the past, Frank is doing three nights at the new MGM Grand Theater. Frank will continue performing throughout the rest of 1994, ending with his last major concert performance in Fukuoka, Japan, just before Christmas. He will do one last short concert set in February of 1995 for private guests at his Palm Springs golf tournament, then retire for three years before expiring from a heart attack in May of 1998 at 82. The epitaph on his... May what? Oh, good question. I don't know. The epitaph on his tombstone is perhaps appropriate for the final scene of this TNG episode. It says the best is yet to come. Did I say TNC? Because I meant TNG. Uh, May 14th he passed. God, it's great having a live chat answering questions that I don't have to Google. (laughs) All right, Frankie. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you want to address this in the next episode. Yeah. Are we, are we retiring Frank Sinatra? Come on for DS9. Well, Frank is retires from the earth during season three of Deep Space Nine. So I say we recycle Frank Sinatra Come On for at least two and a half years. All right. There you go. You heard it. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost over. (laughs) That's right. Ken, I just want uh, to... uh, (laughs) Your service, your duty to to Starfleet has not yet come to a close. (laughs) (laughs) All right. People are are so excited. (laughs) Jeff says, poor Ken. (laughs) Do you realize that this podcast might be long enough that I it won't fit on the server? Oh, really? Like it's we're already at two hours and we haven't touched the two part episode. All good things. I mean, it might have to be a might have to be a a saucer section, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we didn't want to separate the saucer section. We've been trying to just fight with the whole ship but uh, sometimes you need to work with the star drive ay 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 this is unbelievable <laughs> it's gonna take forever what is the limit do you know anyone who it's just the it's just the file size 
What's the limit on the file size? I think it like ha- it starts to have problems. Like you won't be able to upload this to Patreon. Uh huh. Because I think the file size is like 190 something megs. Well, I could do that. Will probably pieces. be about three hour three hours. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just do a smaller bit ra- bit rate, everybody, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Uh, all good things here. The week of May twenty third, nineteen ninety four, directed by Weinrich Colby and written written by Brandon Braga and Ronald D Moore. This episode has quite a guest cast. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Larry Nemechek for writing the Star Trek: The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition, available on Amazon. If you want to read it on Kindle, you can probably get a hard copy there somewhere as well. And uh, quite frankly, you're descriptions are detailed and uh, we appreciate the use of them over the last five years. Thank you, Dr. Trek. That said, being a time constraint situation, here it is from Memory Alpha. Picard learns that Q (laughs) uh, learns from Q that he is to be the cause of the annihilation of humanity and begins an incredible journey throughout time from the present to the past when he first took command of the Enterprise to 25 years into the future. It's the series finale and it's feature length. Holy shit, this is going to be a long episode. Someone pointed out that the Marvel episodes are all like four hours long. We get those. That's because it's a two and a half hour movie we're talking about. And here we got to now talk about, we're now tacking onto this hour 54 minute top part. We're now going to talk about an episode of Star Trek that is 90 minutes long. Here we go. Let me me set this up for uh, Andy. I don't know if this is going to really work for him. Oh. It's a separate window for me. Well, it's it's, everybody has this right now. Everybody, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to do the show anymore. Because uh, that was a lot of information to process at the very top of this thing. Look, it was the final TNG. I wanted to, you know, it's it's a flaw I have. I'm going to try and change it a little bit for DS9. I know none of you want that, but uh, but uh, you know, I'm it's it's a problem I have. I I can't edit hails because I I want every hail to get through. I love every hail like they're my children. <laughs> I mean, it would be unfortunate if he... If you and I are going to continue, I do not wish to hurt his feelings. Worf, I think it's all right to concentrate on our feelings, yours and mine. You know, Andy, the star date is 47988, and it's the only star date I've ever remembered in my life. Interesting. Only because because Patrick Stewart repeats it twice, and uh, I've heard this episode so many times. May I ask you, Matt? Counselor. You may. Did they seem out of sync to you, or was it my stream, or was that the original edit? Because they, when about? they're walking out of the out of the uh, the room, it seems like they're out of sync to me. And I went back and still out of sync. So I don't know if that was like an, a bad ADR job that they did later. No, I think that was your stream. Watch today's date. The date. Stardate 47988. 47988. Captain, what's wrong? 47988. 
I'm not sure. I don't know how or why, but I'm moving back and forth through time. What? Let me just, I just want to jump ahead to this right now. He was useless. Didn't answer his question. Captain, are you all right? Mr. Wolf, what's the date? <laughs> Start date 47988. Anyway, that was the thing I noticed for the first time ever today. I, mean, I like it. So he's moving back and forth through time, Andy. Um, can I ask? Well, for, I have two things. One thing. I know we're short on time, but let me just say this about the actual episode we're supposed to be commenting on. Um, um, the uh, the it was very you know when when Worf goes back for the it was very stimulating for that joke. Mm-hmm. Really good, good Star Trek joke. There are you know they they're very patchy as we both complained about on their on their comedy. Really well written joke. Fucking Dorn delivering it with precision just good job star trek you were legitimately funny that line gotcha huh yeah also would this would this have been the first time that we saw Worf and deanna kiss because the last time was a dream sequence or have we seen them actually kiss i don't remember it's implied that that, i I know they they kissed kissed in parallels i don't know i don't know it's sort of a weird skipping over because in this one Riker's pissed off and so I assume whoa 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 he's not pissed off he gets pissed off in the 25 years interim I feel like he seems in the kinda, fake future he seems kind of distracted and, and weirded out I think he's out. a little sad he's but not pissed than, off uh, he seems more than just sad to me the way he gives Worf that head nod when it's like Worf's like I'm getting up in there tonight. <laughs> and um, here we go. We have plans. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Good I'll cover. See you in the good cover. Good cover. He's awkward there. Hang on. Wait for it. Good night, sir. Morph. He's pissed off. He is clearly he's, pissed off. Run a poll. Run a poll on that I one. I think he's just jealous of Deanna. Yeah. What, he wanted uh, to have dinner with Worf, really. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was, that was his, that was his fake out because you know Deanna would say no, and you go, oh, yeah. "How about you?" He's Warf? like, "Well, oh, Worf, what are you up to?" And then when I he run found out poll? they were together, <laughs> Can I run a poll. <laughs> you want to run a poll on that? I don't know. How what do is your it? question? Was was uh, Riker pissed off at the beginning before the future? <laughs> okay. Is oh, there any poll. other option besides pissed off, or is it just pissed off? Um, perturbed minimally I don't know miffed <laughs> Mad- Madawine says <laughs> um, whatever the case uh, so I feel like they skipped over some fun I know they had to do preemptive strike and certainly I'm no one to knock a, a row but somewhere in there I feel like that would have been an interesting dynamic to flesh out alright the poll is live come vote Wow, 
two votes for yes already. This is amazing. It's a head. It's a head. It's a heads up thing. <laughs> I think yes has got to take it. It's got the early lead. Anyway, we close that. Imagine, we'll address it. Imagine how bit. many arguments would be. I guess they wouldn't really be resolved because we would just cling against hundreds of votes against us. But um, the other thing I thought was it really did. It really struck me when he said, "What's the date?" That I thought he was sort of saying, "Ah, that I haven't missed Christmas Day." Oh, for sure. <laughs> so clearly <laughs> i mean it is past present and future it is it is the charles dickens is Christmas that the Carol. intent oh there yes you go. absolutely yeah there you go that's why it's so effective uh, you, you know if it ain't broke everyone and then here's watch, my other this is a this is a classic dumb question on my part all right i thought um, you wanted some tng you didn't get to see but go ahead sure do you want to do no, that no. first i want your dumb question i need it's, it I think it's before this anyway. It's after this anyway. Um, the uh, the opening titles. There are solar system that's supposed to be Saturn. I never yes, thought about that. It. Is that is the start of our solar system? Yeah. Okay. Great. That was it. <laughs> oh wow! You didn't think about that <laughs> for for five years. That's amazing. I think it's occurred to me occasionally. I was like, is is it supposed to be Saturn? It seems like that's too close to home. Do uh, but. Uh, This is the extra footage? This is the, what, the regular thing. Hang on. Okay. So what brings you here? Did you see that edit right there? Now watch what the actual clip was. Mm. Called that for some time either. You've got leaf miners. You might want to try a bacillus spray. My wife is quite a gardener. I picked up a little bit of it. How is Leah? Just wonderful, busy as ever. She's just been made director of the Daystrom Institute. <gasps> what about the little ones? Brett, Alandra, and... Um... Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Well, they're not so little anymore. Brett is applying to Starfleet Academy next year. So what brings you here? This, this is an outrage. I mean, this is a creative crime. Look at this. Look at the what you the version we all. If you watched it on fucking Amazon Prime, well, I'm, uh, I'm just dying up. This is lines. what you got instead of that. You don't know it's Leah Brahms that he's married to. You don't know he has kids. I you do know it's Leah Brahms because he says Leah at some point. Yeah, but the Daystrom Institute was supposed to be the key. Right. So what brings you here? Ooh. Gone. I just thought I'd stop by. Everything's I gone. No literally kids. No wife. Cannot believe what I am watching. <laughs> that is crackers. That is. Like, I am. Look. Even at the at the suggestion, it's like, oh, Jordy got together with Leah Brahms. Oh, good for him. I was so delighted just knowing that. They cut such beautiful details. Oh, hang on, Andy. I'm not done. I'm not done. Here we go, everybody. Uh, Let's talk about some more key uh, details they cut out of this thing for some reason. Let's go here. Andy, do you remember the situation when Picard has to communicate with Worf about uh, maybe helping them out? Mm -hmm. And what, what, what happens in your memory having just watched this? I, I don't remember. 
Tess well, says, here we go. Tess says, burn it all this down. This is what you saw. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Time. It is good to see you again. Have you had a chance to read our request? Yes. But you must realize I am no longer a member of the High Council. But surely, Worf, you must still have some influence. We have to get into the neutral zone. Can't you just get us permission to cross the border? I must refuse. It is for your own safety. The neutral zone is extremely volatile. If Admiral Riker had given you a starship with a cloak, you would have been safe. It is hard to believe that even he would refuse to help you. I don't care what kind of ship we go in. We have to get to the Devron system. I am sorry. My first duty is to the Empire. I must adhere to regulations. I know that I'm an old man and I'm out of touch. But the wharf that I remember was more concerned with things like honor and loyalty than rules and regulations. But that was a long time ago. Maybe you're not the wharf I once knew. Jojoka! Very well. You may cross the border. But... Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Now watch what the actual scene is, Andy. Okay. Uh, we gotta go back over here, crossing the border, crossing the border. Uh, God, I can't even... The scrub doesn't even match up because of the how much time is cut out of this thing. Who is responsible? Think there. Uh, I've been thinking about my... Sorry, everyone. You're gonna have to listen to the scrub. He admitted that he was responsible for my ship. But this is just to get Andy riled up. That's all I want to do. Okay, ready? Here it is, Andy. I'm sorry. No, all right. Why can't I? Why can't I? Amy Hewlett says, "So hang on, they only cut it for Matt Stream." So, did you see that extra footage, Amy? On yeah, anyone who watched it on Netflix got the footage, like saw it. Yeah, these, this is the version in Paramount Plus, is Alex M. Um, I am shocked. This is this is literally enough to lose look, thousands of Star Trek Watch this. I know that I'm an old man and I'm out of touch. So in the version we watched on Paramount Plus, Worf gets angry that Picard yeah. says that he doesn't have any honor and then agrees. Okay? Right? Okay. Yeah. But the wharf that I remember was more concerned with things like honor and loyalty than rules and regulations. But that was a long time ago. Maybe you're not the wharf I once knew. Dojoka! You have always used your knowledge of Klingon honor and tradition to get what you want from me. Because it always works, wharf! Your problem is that you really do have a sense of honor, and you really do care about trust and loyalty. Don't blame me for knowing you so well. (laughs) Very well. You may cross the border. Oh, my God! (laughs) I cannot believe what I am watching! I would be outraged if I was the the creators of Star Trek! (laughs) Because the way that moment plays is like Worf is a child right. in, in the cut. Right. And this makes it two old friends that know each other yes. and know yeah. what how they're playing with each other. This is insane what I'm looking at. Exactly. 
And this is the, one of the most patently offensive edits I've ever seen in my life. Which, by the way, I'm not, because I don't remember, I think what we're watching on the Paramount Plus version is what aired. Uh-huh. I think that's what aired. And so you, were, you have some kind of extra footage thing? And I think what we're watching is the, they cut it together and put in all the rest of the footage. I don't, I'm not sure, but the, actually the version I know is the long version. That's the version I know and love. There's another scene too. But it, you know, and you just know it because you have the same copy forever. Yeah. But this is the thing, this is another thing that kills me. And this was like, this was the, actually the one where I was like, okay, this is fucked up. And I dug and was like, why do I remember a different series or a uh, different finale? Uh-huh. And it was actually the scene with Tomalock. Oh, this is funny because this was another scene where I was like, that's freaking broad. So we'll see if this changes it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, God, I got to figure out where that is. That's the problem. Uh, Tomalock, 53 Tomalock's over there. Big, giant, yellow green face. I wish that wasn't. Not quite like the Romulans we we see in other places. Okay. Wait, hang on. Sorry. There we go. What does Joe Moran says? I watched it live. What do you mean? All that stuff was in it. What? What? What does live mean? You watch them somebody performing it. (laughs) Are you remembering 1994? Oh, he watched it live in the original. He says that all that stuff was in the original thing. I guess that's well, what then the cut, this, well, So this cut from Paramount Plus came out of nowhere? Then that's even more... That's crazier, then. Bonkers. Commander Riker, I wanted down to LaForge. Understood. There we go. Ready? Yeah. So, Captain, how long shall we stare at each other across the neutral zone? There is an alternative, Tomalock. We each know why we're here. We could each send one ship into the neutral zone to investigate the anomaly in the Devron system. Agreed. One ship from each side, but I warn you, if another Federation starship tries to enter the zone... There is no need to make threats. We each know the consequences. Very well. I'll see you in the Devron system. I have to put on some more yellow-green makeup. You watch that, and it's like, all right, that's a weird... Here it is. But here, and then I was like, a Tomalock's not as good as I remember. Is an alternative, Tomalock. We each know why we're here. We could each send one ship into the neutral zone to investigate the anomaly in the Devron system. Has Starfleet Command approved this arrangement? No. I like it already. Agreed. One ship from each <laughs> side, but I warn you, if another Federation... How much better is that line? It's so great! <laughs> A Starfleet, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, you know I like just the way say, I'm not just going to say someone who's, who is a, a creative criminal edited this. Someone who's an idiot edited this. You're cutting out the best stuff. Honestly, there's no other fat in this episode you could have cut. It's someone, it's someone who like didn't. It's someone who was assigned. Beats. It was someone who was assigned. You got to cut this down for whatever reason. And so it's probably like the, the stupid fanfare in that one cut where it's just like this was this was to cram into some who knows somewhere in Europe or something some version they gave it to an editor and just said it hey, just cut a couple of minutes out of it that person didn't care about star trek or any of this crap and then 
so people are ended people up people are saying people are saying that this has something to do with you and I subscribing through Amazon the people that are that are saying that they have the entire episode and they're watching through Paramount Plus are uh, are you guys in the states Um, that's a serious question. <laughs> no, I think it's fair. So we're trying to figure out if the people who have Paramount Plus in America wild. So without Amazon have seen version. this full version. There's a fluke version that we got, Andy. That yes, don't say yes. Tell, Give us a full statement. One hour and 29 minutes long, and everybody else gets to watch the full uh, so, Kieran O'Sullivan says, "Yeah, thirty-two. When you view it on Amazon, they're hosting it on Amazon. Whoa, Paramount Plus has got to get on Amazon's ass. That is that's awful. I mean, that's that's kind of shitty. Um, yeah, that's that's enough to make me go. I forget about Amazon. Although, does that screw up our watching? No, it, I don't think it. It shouldn't. Okay. Helm, set a course for the Devron system. Warp five. Aye, sir." Engage. All right. Now let's talk about the episode. (laughs) That (sighs) is shocking. Since we're talking about... uh, um, We've covered Leah Brahms, though. I was so happy. What a great detail that he ended up with Leah Brahms. I mean, we're assuming he ended up with Leah Brahms because it's also possible with Jordy that he's just referring to the, uh, the holodeck program that he's running... Nonstop, you know. Maybe he, maybe he got together he got with Doctor Mobile Zimmerman Emitter, yeah, and uh, refined the program a little bit and yeah, married so it. Yeah, you know, I, there's got to be a bunch of fucking weirdos out there in 23rd century without marrying holographic programs without question. Who knows that Riker wouldn't have done it with Minuet? Well, um, I mean, that's where you fucked up, Tomalock. Minuet <laughs> was nothing but a fantasy. <laughs> 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 anyway, I uh, it. what a great detail already. Okay. What's sad about this is now we get to watch all of this get undone by season three of Picard. Like all this, all this future, which, yeah. you know, it makes, I was always like, okay, that's going to happen because, you know, it's just a possible future. It's not the, the future we're all hooked into. But you know, it's, but that, but that in and of itself, obviously we're jumping ahead is, no, we're not. The future happens six minutes into the episode. <laughs> I guess I'm saying we're jumping ahead in terms of... Uh, it does, it does, I meant like of the, the Picard, the Star Trek Picard version. Mm. But the but the but that already, if you compare this episode and its attitude towards Star Trek and canon versus Star Trek Picard, this show, even forward thinking, is like, well, we want to jump to the future, but we don't want to box anybody else who's doing a Star Trek show into a future. So we'll actually take a beat that's not theoretically necessary to tell this story mm-hmm. to establish that, well, that's a possible future. Jean-Luc has given us information about this present. And so you're well, free. That was the best thing the they future. did. That line was the best thing they did. It's, it's fantastic. And it's the kind of thing that a lot of the new Trek doesn't do. Um. That line where they where they have just when they have the discussion of like why do you think he would tell us you know goes against yeah. everything we've ever heard about timelines and 
It's great. It's All great. right. Captain. Captain. But that also, when he's looking at the leaf miners, that you're supposed to notice that his eyes do funky, cool things because they're implants. Right. So but he, version, doesn't, he doesn't see them, though. Not in the version we watched. This bastardized Amazon Prime CBS All Access Paramount Plus thing. I don't know. But he doesn't see weird. it. What do you mean? He sees the leaf miners. What are you talking about? The leaf miners. The, in the cut doing? dialogue when he's talking about his wife being a gardener. Uh, oh, oh, oh. His, like, you know, they do a close-up of his <laughs> eyes that you don't... Heavily. Heavily. That you don't get. Ah, Jody. Yeah, eh, maybe they don't oh, do a yeah. close-up of his eyes. The acting was so good that I imagined a close-up of his eyes. <laughs> you would have been all over me for would that. Would this be your first time on a galaxy-class starship? Jordy, my best right, friend. Sir? sir? Love this. Okay. And there's another so thing too that they do in this that is like fantastic and and sort of like I, the sort this is sort of like the larger problem of Star Trek as a whole for being as old as it is and having as many variations as it does. This was still a period in time and when Star Trek existed as it aired. So, for instance, the first year they got on board the Enterprise, they wore these uniforms. Uh-huh. So when you do a flashback, they're in these uniforms like a lot of shows now I think would just keep the uniform they're currently in 100% because they liked the aesthetic choice I'll go further to say that they they make the aesthetic decision that when it's Picard in Farpoint but it's switched to modern day Picard Mm -hmm. or current timeline Picard the uniform switches to current timeline Picard's uniform. He's not in Farpoint Picard's uniform. Right. But it's also really like nice. And then what you do is you you also have like the thing little touches too, like the uh the observation lounge. They put the wood paneling back up and put the gold ships back up. Yeah. Which was uh, only in season one. Yeah. Uh just like all those touches like to just put Worf back in the command red and give him the fucking bob haircut like just these like all these little touches are just so it's just so rewarding for someone to watch the show like for seven years to like get this it's amazing and there she is and like to have this hero shot of the Enterprise D work within the context of the episode I mean everything. Tasha, the reveal of Tasha I'm that not it familiar. predates Who's Tasha. Uh, Tasha is the uh, other character here. Oh, she's not supposed to be here. I, I'm going to go vomit about the timeline being upset. <laughs> <laughs> Let me open this bottle, and it will make a loud noise. I did claws. Um, okay. I love this shot. I love this scene. I love the performance of Patrick Stewart reacting to Tasha. So satisfying. Um, and I love... Yeah, I totally agree. It's the, the the hero shot is just so satisfying that like, hey, what would be satisfying for us to see? How about the first time yeah. that 
Picard sees the Enterprise. <laughs> and this to me, this 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 episode of Star Trek feels like the first time the orchestra is playing. Every part of the orchestra is playing at the same time. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is like every scene in the present timeline for season seven. Yeah. There is a there is a familiarity with the characters and a shorthand between them and their relationships that is had been earned over the previous seven years. And the way they all interact with each other at this point, it's so rewarding. Because you also jump back and you see first season people and how they were all kind of stiff and like didn't know each other yet. And then you go forward Great twenty-five performances years. in that in that sense. Both both Dorn and especially Spiner, who of course would be good at that, just like his handle on his fastball of this is how I played spot played data in season one is just there are a lot of things that are sort of more obvious gimmies of like you know him being more android like than human, but there's subtleties in the performance that are perfect. Captain. I say, uh, Jean-Luc Picard really loves an open bathrobe. He's, uh, he's a big fan. Tasha. When Crusher says, oh my God, on the Enterprise D with the third nacelle in the future. Yeah. When she goes, oh my God, and you just see him wandering in with his pajamas. <laughs> it, I kind of felt like his third nacelle was going to be hanging out. Just the way she said, oh my God. You're just building the third nacelle. You know, I didn't think of it until I said third nacelle. Just and I was like, you. that's what I want to say because I because like I just want to say like his dongs out. Like, but then I thought of a more clever of way of saying it. Played in his strike zone. I was just with Tasha in the shuttle. They do a great job on the hair and makeup on Deanna. Temporal displacement as no, as younger Deanna. Temp- but like this kind of thing of like he's in his bathrobe. They're yeah. tending to him. These exchanges all felt like... The shift would leave some sort of trip to Something me we wouldn't have seen two seasons ago. A hundred percent. And he makes a joke. Yes. In the cerebral cortex, but the scan didn't show any. Personally, I think you just enjoy waking everybody up in the middle of the night. Actually, I really like running around the ship in my bare feet. That's... What took some seasons? The biospectral test results, Doctor. One... <laughs> Your blood gas analysis is consistent with someone who's been breathing the ship's air for weeks. If you'd been anywhere else, there would have been an indication of change in the oxygen isotope ratios. Thanks. But I just said I was on the ship, breathing the ship's air. But in the past, come on. Uh, you're welcome. No, you don't have yeah. that line, Nurse Ogawa. Patty, Patty, of don't course. say, don't say, you're welcome. I'll be over here if you need me, Doctor. <laughs> John Luke. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> I scanned you for evidence of aromatic syndrome, as you suggested. There wasn't any. But I did find a small structural defect in the parietal lobe. A defect that you hadn't noticed before? It's the kind of defect that would only show up on a level four neurographic scan. And the only way to cure it would be to give you some sort of golem android body, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane. You wouldn't be you anymore. Cause you to be susceptible to several kinds of neurological disorders, including neuromotic syndrome. 
Now, it's possible for you to live with this defect for the rest of your life without developing a problem. Or even if you do, many people continue to live normal lives for a long time after the onset of aromatic syndrome. The only way I would have so, scanned for it is if you had been dead and I had been doing an autopsy. And no, no, if you had not died and I was doing an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had killed you with an autopsy, then I could have I found it. Yeah, nobody happened. thinks of doing a level Warning, four. Captain. Go ahead, Mr. Wolf. Sir, there's an incoming transmission from Admiral Nakamura. It is a priority. Nakamura! My favorite admiral's back, everybody. Mr. Wolf. Did we talk about the new heart thing last time? I don't remember. About the what thing? I feel like I must have talked about this last time, but there was a thing on Newhart. Um, we did not talk about Newhart. I would remember that. All right, there you go. On, Bob, on the Bob Newhart show, not on Newhart, where uh, this is comedy writer lore, uh, not not lore lore, um, that uh, that they wrote a joke that was like the Nakamura Corporation or something like that. And they were like, had a lot of faith in this joke, and they had built like f- three or four callbacks on this one joke. And then on the floor, because they had a live studio audience, it failed. <laughs> and so from that point forward, in comedy writing, they would say, whenever they would start building a lot of callbacks on a joke, they would go, We don't want this to be a Nakamura. <laughs> and ironically, this is, you know, this is a recurring this is a, performance for Nakamura. This is a great, so. this is a great callback. <laughs> Dr. Crush's office. Aye, sir. Captain. Admiral. I am initiating a fleet-wide yellow right. alert. <laughs> what, if he, what if Nakamura slowly unzipped his shirt? <laughs> just, <laughs> well, I just guess we're on even footing now, like, aren't we? Ah, uh, Captain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see we're relaxing. Somebody just pointed just out we missed the inside baseball line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would put us over the edge of how long the podcast is. I couldn't play it. Just kidding. Inside Baseball with Matt, Andy, and Captain Cisco. Very soon, guys. It appears that at least 30 warbirds have been pulled from other assignments and are headed for the neutral zone. Is there any explanation why they would make such a blatantly aggressive... That's right, everybody. Warbirds, not warsbirds. There appears to be something happening in the neutral Thank zone. You. Specifically... You know, I, I I, had, uh, as, as I'm often deluded about this podcast, about that's when it's really going to take off and really hit the ceiling. And I was thinking, you know, everybody's going to tune in for all good things. This is going to be fantastic. We're going to get a bunch of... There is a greater barrier to entry with this particular episode of TNC with inside jokes and jingles than any other episode I think we've done. The, the is beginning a, is longer. There are more inside jokes. It's, this is our all good things. You're right. This Matt, is their appropriately this is their reward for sticking with us. Talking. <laughs> I was I, I I I was talking to someone. Beverly. I was talking to Beverly. It's okay, Captain. Everything's going to be all right. I'm not senile, you know. This did happen. I, I, I was here. I was talking to you, and then, and then I was somewhere else. I was, uh, I was on the Enterprise. I was back on the Enterprise. At least I, I think that's where it was. I was in sick. Look, he's. It's a younger uh, actor doing this performance, so maybe it's not fair to compare, but. 
this is so much of a better old man performance than actual old man <laughs> Picard. <laughs> I mean, I think it's partially the timber and the voice. And what do you mean? Patrick Stewart's voice isn't. It's not as strong, strong anymore. anymore. Um, I just feel like it's. I don't know. I guess maybe it's not fair to say that it's a more convincing old man performance. It's maybe it's just a better performance. <sighs> They're laughing at me. Why are they laughing? Come on, Captain. Who are those? They're There's something familiar. Something Picard. familiar about laughing? those those performances that are a little broad for this late in a series. It's the kind of thing you would only do early in a series before you had your footing. Oh, who are they? <laughs> it was real. I was there, back on board the Enterprise. How'd you like your tea? Tea? Well, Grey, hot. Of course it's hot. What do you want in it? Nothing. Oh, okay. I love his choice to make Picard just pissed off and just confused and pissed off. I would have so much preferred a confused and pissed off Picard. I guess it would probably get tough in a ten episode run. Um, look, what do you think of Data deciding uh, if he's not going to have spot, he'll have forty three really cats. His friend, I love it. To take that gray out of his I love that he's a cat lady, Looks like a bloody skunk. <laughs> She can be frightfully trying at times, but I she does make four. me laugh. For their five? Data, what is it with the hair anyway? Well, I found that a touch of gray adds an air of distinction. You said this is old gray. I'd swear that it was Darjeeling. Mm. Fuck you, old man. That's what Captain, you wanted to say. How long has it been since you've seen a doctor about your eromotic syndrome? Week. They prescribe paradaxon. But sir, paradaxon. Yes, I know. It's how to cure. There's nothing that can. I mean, we don't need to watch this entire scene. But... Somebody said, uh, Mark said that she's the. This is the landlady from Times Arrow, but I don't know if that he means literally. <laughs> Mister Pickett. Exactly. Um. Well, well, how do you feel only, about only the, one way it... to find out? Here we go. I guess it fits that Data would put the streak in his hair because he already tried to do, do a it. beard. So he would he would play around with that. That makes sense to me. I love that he's chosen this kind of, I guess because he's a teacher. But In a weird way, I'd be like, if I was going to Cambridge and Data was my professor, I'd be like, could have just stayed home and fucking use the computer. <laughs> he's just Bullshit. saying things that, yeah, fucking, that a computer would say. Here? We've run a complete series of neurographic scans. We can use the equipment in the biometric lab here on the campus. Jessel, ask Professor Ripper to take over my lecture for tomorrow, possibly for the rest of the week. And today was the first time I was thinking about being Professor Ripper and how annoyed I would be. I had to right. fucking take over all of Data's lectures. <laughs> like True. the rest of the week. Possibly? What does he mean, possibly? Do I have you to gotta do believe. It or not? You gotta believe also that Data's gone on a on a million little adventures and called off to do shit. Captain, we'll get to the bottom of this. That's the data that I remember. I knew that I could count on. Not me. I remember a sad data sitting in a chair, a little bloated, dead. (laughs) Commanding officer, Enterprise arriving. 
Secunda on the bridge. <laughs> no, don't don't know. There's no clapping. There's the no fact clapping. that they got <laughs> the fact that they got. I wish I was playing along with that bit. That was gonna be funny. I'm sorry, Andy. Well, I don't know. I used the initiative. No, it's you. too late. Yes, we'll never I get a chance again to do it for this particular moment. So long, everyone. Uh, but just the like the gold baldric, the old, you know, on Wharf, the hair, putting Deanna in the in the scant. Yep, throwing O'Brien in the um in the red. Also having the wherewithal and to remember that the con and ops positions were switched back then. It's really cool. Really like nerdy. it was like I just I just was like, oh they cared. They cared. And required to take command. Uh Red Alert! All crew to battle stations. You heard him? By the way, I'm sure this is that was this is the exact amount of uniforms they had left over. <laughs> All right, that's it. The rest of you go home. But I drove from Pasadena. I guess I'll just get on the 101. <laughs> Maybe take Alvarado to the 134. <laughs> <laughs> Personal log started four one one five Look at that. Recorded under security. They're really, Omega they're really making a big thing of it. They really wanted to give it its due. To inform this crew of my experiences, if it's true that I've. You know who has all those now? Who? Ron Moore. Hmm. Ron Moore he, got some good. He saw them in the dumpster at Paramount. So perfect. <laughs> it was like I'm gonna take those. Report. We've completed a full subspace scan of the ship and surrounding space. We've detected no unusual readings or anomalies. Counselor. Have I ever told you about my planet and the gangs that would roam around? No, Tasha, please. I just, I just want to, you know, there's a lot of interesting stories. Unusual on board the Enterprise. Perhaps an alien presence that doesn't belong here. Maybe one operating on a level of intelligence far superior to our own. No, sir. I'm only aware of the crew and the families on board the ship. But as you'll discover, I am notoriously unable to Mr. actually Wolf, sense emotions. Initiate a level two security alert all decks until further notice. With all due respect, sir, I'm the security chief on the ship. This was awesome. Unless you're planning to make a change. No. Uh, so rude. Of course not. Lieutenant, security alert two. Aye, sir. Captain Picard, the bridge, please. Also, that's what We're Tasha would have done. She stood up for herself. Before she was eaten by goo. I mean, just. I guess my favorite thing. What about is this? Look at this shitty prop that you're that you're frozen on. <laughs> Come That's on, not guys. A shitty prop. That's a great prop. You got a little L cars label. I'm sure it says something funny. <laughs> they Michael took a Kuda. second to slap that label on it. That is Michael clearly Kuda a, a paper bin. <laughs> mediumly hard on it. And, he wasn't uh, that guy wasn't involved in that. He would have been oh, upset. Guarantee he Sir, was. Starfleet just issued an alert. It appears a number of vessels are moving toward the neutral zone between Romulan and Federation space. What kind of vessels? Freighters, transports, all civilians, none of them Starfleet ships. This tells me that a large spatial anomaly has appeared in the neutral zone. In the Devron system. 
Deborah Captain, system. it could be a Romulan trick to lure our ships into the neutral zone as an excuse for a military strike. Starfleet's cancelling our mission to Farpoint Station and ordering us to the neutral zone as soon as we leave the space dock. No, we'll proceed to Farpoint. Sir? By the way, I was thinking about this too. Like, he's... If you're them, he's yeah. being batshit insane. Of course! And that little speech that he gives at the end to open up a static warp shell inside the center of the anomaly, not enough. No, Not no enough, way. bud. No way. Not enough. I mean, they would, like, it's like... Deanna, have... take command of the ship. Half Data, of it... Get on there. Half of it would have been... Or a third of it would have been the speech, and then two-thirds of it would have been like, oh, this is my first assignment. I'm on the flagship. All right, I guess I'll risk my life. Good good speech. Um, why are we doing this? <laughs> I can't tell you at all. Uh-huh. 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 And uh, why can't you tell I, us? I'm sorry. It's just I don't have the information, and I just know that we're supposed to risk our lives and go in there. And You know what? Take a swing. Convince yeah. me. Let's just say it's meant to be. That's what, you know, things happen. and uh, mm. Static shield. And, uh, all right, let's no. go. All right. All right. We're all the finest crew in the fleet. Don't ask me how I know. Don't ask I mean, me. I'm not buying it. But, I'll you tell mean? you what, though. Here's, my, here's what I propose, Captain. Uh -huh. Why don't we move all the civilians yes. to the saucer section, separate... You take People the star like drive this. in. I can tell you this already. You take They'll the feel star like drive in. Is lost if we separate the saucer section no, 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 from no, no, the no. regular section. <laughs> no, I think people will love it. I don't. I feel like it's going to be the best thing this ship does. Look, been, We're going to uh, use it constantly. I've been a captain for a while. I can tell you this is bad news. I can't tell you why. People will hate this. <laughs> no, I'm just. Well, if you just take the warp, if you want to create a static warp shell, just take the star drive section in. Dump most I need of the crew up to, to the risk saucer. their lives. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I guess we're doing this then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the card, <laughs> Captain. The security of the Federation could be at stake. Mr. Wolf, will you man your station? Aye, sir. Yeah. Captain, perhaps if we understood your thinking, if you could explain. I have no intention of explaining to anyone. We will proceed with our mission to Farpoint as planned, Chief. There are also like better ways he could have said this. He was definitely, he was not, he was not handling it strategically as some, as the greatest diplomat in Starfleet. Yeah. And then <laughs> he, he was decides, really going, yeah, no, we got to do this thing. No, no, forget about the other thing. We got to do this. <laughs> and then he decides all of a sudden he's going to become a genius and uh -huh. fix the problem he already knew about. But Brian, am I right in thinking that you're having a problem with the warp plasma inducers? That's right, sir. Well, I know how to get them back online. You're with me. We'll be in main engineering. I feel like Tasha's hair started out perfect for old Tasha, and then it slowly got more messy and weird throughout the episode. Will you use these specifications to bypass the secondary plasma inducer? You have to realize, sir, this isn't exactly my area of expertise. The chief engineer should be making these models. Transporter guy. The chief engineer is not bored. Mr. O'Brien, trust me, I know you can do it. All those years you spent as a child building those model Starship engines. This is also a weird swing. Well How did you know that, sir? But it's from that one episode. I mean, it's a great reference, but... It's fucking great. Didn't anyone build ships in a bottle? I but did, why sir. He, but why would he rock the boat? If, it, just in terms of the character at that moment. I love the reference, but... He forgot. Just like he forgot that Tasha Yar was still security chief. 
He forgot yeah. that he and Chief O'Brien hadn't had that discussion. Yeah. I've never seen Patrick Stewart more in love with an actor than on this freeze frame. <laughs> that's fair. I mean... Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, what's, what's on the other side of this frame? Seven Larises? <laughs> nice. From your Starfleet records. Yes, sir. I'll get right to these modifications. Fletcher, tell Munoz and Lee to get up here right away. Aye, sir. We have to realign the entire power grid. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Did someone ask for me? (laughs) Munoz, (laughs) stop eating that sub. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. What's his name, Andy? Who? The original engineer Um, that wrote the letters. Buzz. It's a great name. It's a great. He has a great name. Like They'll come up with it. It's Biff Yeager. Biff Yeager. Yeah. Biff, Biff Yeager wanders. He's like, I just, and I just Argyle. wrapped up. Argyle was the name. <laughs> yeah. I just wrapped up Gilmore Girls season one. I thought I'd swing by, see if you guys needed anything. I heard you're doing uh, a finale. No. Yeah. No, we're we're okay. Thanks, Biff. All right, but I think yeah. everyone loves a me. What is that mail sack you have under your arm there? Ah, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is for you. What are these? I went. I stopped at the mailroom. <laughs> these fan letters, Biff. Oh, I already they? tried this, Biff. What are they about? Why did you read one? I mean, they all clearly are very complimentary, and they all seem to be written in the same, the same handwriting. So I, I have to. I mean, this is very suspicious, Biff. Yes, Biff. Biff Yeager should be brought back. Argyle was my favorite character, I can see. I think some people who are like-minded write yeah. very similarly. Uh-huh. Be inadvisable. Excuse me? If you attempt to ignite a petroleum product on this ship at zero hundred hours, you will activate the fire suppression system, which would seal off this entire compartment. That was just an expression. Expression of what? A figure of speech. I was trying to tell him that we'd be working late. You fucking robot. And to burn the midnight oil implies late work. That's Someone help me out here. This I'm actually probably going to have to get an answer from the chat. Is this a is this a mistake that Data is in a lieutenant junior grade pip situation? Is that or what was that what he was wearing in the pilot and I missed it? That's right. Hmm. I'm curious. What is the etymology of that idiom? Hmm? Costume error. Thank you. Temporary language. I don't know, sir. Commander Data. Yes, their attention to detail was so very good to see you. I can tell you're going to be my best friend. I think what happened was, Calmini and Brent Spiner walked on set at the same time, and Calm didn't have any pips on, (laughs) and Brent felt bad. And gave, gave him, him one, one of his pips. That's nice See of him. you too, sir. I could use your help with the infuser array. Certainly. I mean, what kind of cheddar was Miles making that week, huh? Oh, because he was also on DS9. Double dip, little DS9, swing on over, do a couple days on TNG. Also, you have the... Same uh, trailer. I'm sure Base Camp was next to each other. You would like to think that they would pay through the wazoo to have him on this, but they probably were like, come on, do us a favor. We, we're already over budget on the finale. Just take could, a, take a uh, haircut on your pet. Could I interest you in scale? Calm. <laughs> <laughs> 
As you can see, we're having problems with the plasma conduits. This will need a completely new field induction subprocessor. It appears we will be required to ignite the midnight petroleum, sir. Jean-Luc, what's going on? Data was being stupid. Hi, I'm back <laughs> from the past. <laughs> I could tell you some stories. It happened again. A time shift. Thank God no one closed what my bathrobe while I was gone. It's still a little vague, but I can remember more this time. You both weren't there because you have a beard now and your hair would have needed a much redder dye job. It's so clear that that's what they're doing with Riker. Years from now and then I God forbid they should just tell him to shave and then shoot something later with him. What is it? I just scanned his temporal lobe and compared it with the scan I performed just a few minutes before. He's gotten dumber. There's a 13% increase in the acetylcholine of the hippocampus. Half as dumb as a matter of minutes, you have accumulated over two days worth of memories. That was cool. Great act break. Uh, It's funny to me that he. Why does he ask Deanna and not the literal android who has a second by second recount of what happened when he got up? That to me is the is the one of the biggest gaps in the. In the thing, or even just check the the record for like sure. when he's in the future. Just check it's the. Also, like I mean, I get it, and 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 I love this episode. It's a, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a it's a big old ten out of ten for me. But you know, in the nitpicky way that now we watch Star Trek, it's it's funny to watch these things and and just start to go. Well, hang on a second. Why? Why? Why is why is he doing that? And then the second he finds out that the time in the past isn't affected, right? Why isn't why he, just isn't he letting fucking, everybody know? Why isn't he following the breadcrumb trail immediately? We're not going to Farpoint anymore. Okay, well, this is not going to affect what happened. Why don't we do whatever the hell Starfleet's telling us to do right now? That is strange. Why does he decide that he wants to go to Farpoint instead? Because he believes that since we originally went to Farpoint, we must go to Farpoint to maintain the timeline. So he's trying to, like, keep the timeline intact. I know we're, this is going to get us into a timey-wimey timey problem. But uh, why does the problem start in the first place if he went to Farpoint in the first place? What do you... He went to Farpoint in the fir- meaning, like why? Because he ignored Starfleet's orders, and instead of going to the Devron system, he went to. This was a problem that happened independent of Q. Q is making no. him do the time jump, right? No, no. I thought that when he asked his, his question game with Q, one of the questions is, "Are you making this happen?" Or is are he you just responsible? Saying, he says, "Are you responsible for my jumping through time?" And he says, "Yes." He says yes to that, but I thought he he was sort of, sort of was asking, "Are you sort of the source no. of?" The, and he says, the "Are you the cause problem? of this?" And he goes, "No." So he's just he's being, not. He's being tricky there because he he is the cause because he made him jump through time, which is what caused the temporal problem. I mean, for me, the whole idea of this, like the three tachyon. First of all, the tachyon amplitude is not going to have the same signature because one of them is coming from the past door. Uh huh. It's not three of the same ship. It's not three of the Enterprise. One of them's coming from the past door. Anyway. Good God. I'm but you see what, my, well, whatever. 
Yeah. Your questions make perfect sense. Yay! And the other senior officers. Do you have any memory of my calling red alert in the space dock? Do you remember Starfleet diverting us from Farpoint to the neutral zone to investigate a spatial anomaly? No. Do you remember how good I looked in my tight uniform? <laughs> it would appear there is a discontinuity between the time periods you described. Events in one time period would seem to have no effect on the other two. Yet in both the past and the present, there's a report of the same anomaly in the Devron system. I find it hard to believe that that's a coincidence. For all I know, I may find the same thing in the future. Perhaps the anomaly is a temporal disturbance of some kind. How is all this related to your time shifting? <laughs> once everybody on the crew, once everybody in, se- in the senior staff becomes a commander, uh-huh. the show's been going on too long. <laughs> it's much like a show where everyone's become an executive producer. <laughs> right. These are all very important questions, and perhaps I will find answers to them in the past. But now we have a potentially dangerous threat from the Romulans. I want all departments to present a battle readiness report to me at 0800 hours tomorrow morning. This means go put on my bathrobe and leave it askew. Deanna, it's going to be a late night. Hang on a second. Phoebe Phillips has a theory. Q knows that if Picard doesn't get mental help in the future, he'll cause the end of the universe. So he jumps him through time to help him become his own savior and he does it again in season two of Picard I mean that's interesting I mean the end of this does seem to I mean tie into the end of Picard it's just not in a way that like makes satisfying sense (laughs) do you like to have some dinner first actually I oh perfect time we're gonna check it on the poll Andy oh Wow, it's a split. It's pretty split. Yes has it. He is pissed off. Oh, that is close. 61 to 56. So Riker was pissed off or perturbed minimally. Oh, that's a very fair phraseology. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what, right. Why is it? I administer fair polls. Why is it? Oh, I see. Um, yeah, very close. So there you go. Still time to lock that vote in before the end. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, trying to plans. rig it? Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I'll I'm sad, Wharf. That's what he said. Did you hear that? What he just said, I'm sad, Wharf. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> Good night, sir. Wharf. Fuck you. Oh, see? She's mine! I want continual subspace sweeps. We may be able to detect a temporal disturbance. Aye, sir. Will... This time shifting. When it happens, I experience. What if he just started crying? Well, <laughs> he practically does. Look at that face. You're telling me that guy's not PO'd? No, no, sad. He's sad. He might as well be growling. I'm sorry. Be prepared to take command, Isaac. Speaking of disorientation, Phoebe Phillips says polyamory is hard. Troy knows what's up. She's a good hinge. I love these these phrases these phrases from the polyamory world. Bridge, I'll, I'll be in my ready room. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, Troy is the one who's you know who's having the outside relationship, but nonetheless, even when Worf comes to her, he's like, Well, we gotta tell Riker. And she's I like, don't know, uh, you know, we know what we know how to handle this. This is fine. And uh, I think Riker started it. 
Because remember when Worf broke his back and he really wanted Riker to kill him? He really wanted to kill him? He wanted Riker to perform the ritual suicide with him. Uh Uh-huh. Because he had broken his back. Okay. Yes, I remember. Worf's the hinge. You're saying that there's more of a connection between Riker and Worf. I mean, also, what is uh, Riker turning his back on Picard for? We know that that's his true love. He's not turning his back. He's just confused right now. I guess he is confused. Riker just wants everything. He's greedy. By the way, how disappointed are you? Like, if you look at all these scenes between Gates, McFadden, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And this playing up of the romance they're doing in, in this last episode. Yeah. And the fact that they went so far as to make them, you know, ex-husband and wife. What a right. bummer season two of Picard becomes. In the sense of like, no, no. This man knows how to love. Right. He has let people in. Right. He's not cold emotionless. This is such a fantastic point. And it's it makes it so if you want to if you want to buy that in canon like no it makes sense then what they're saying is this experience that supposedly fixed the relationship between Worf and and uh and Riker mm-hmm. and worked it out so that Deanna's with uh with uh, with Riker and uh you know it's just like sort of softened the things that drove them apart it also made him somehow unable to love well into his elder years and and phoebe phillips points out says or his breakup with beverly made him never want to love again i think that would be a fair angle to take they would have to have had addressed it though i mean i guess you could also pin it on all the romulan stuff that somehow that broke him i don't to me i just am clinging to my original uh my original theory which is i don't think he ever understood what sexuality was therefore he doesn't really fully understand what human adult love is and it was true in TNG, and it be, remained true into Star Trek Picard. Doesn't even... Milk, warm, well, a dash of nutmeg. He kisses What's no this? one. I'll say that. In the future. A prescription. A glass of warm milk and eight hours uninterrupted sleep. Beverly. Doctor's orders. Hang on. That's also a changed line. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beverly, you're my best friend. Beverly, I can't love. (laughs) Beverly, what's sex like? (laughs) Beverly, how did you make Wesley? (laughs) Did a stork bring him? Milk, warm, a dash of nutmeg. What's this? A prescription. Glass of warm milk and eight hours uninterrupted sleep. Beverly. Doctor's orders. You're exhausted. Look, I don't know whether you've slept in the past or in the future. But I'm sure you haven't slept in the present. She's obsessed with him being exhausted. This is two things here. I love this exchange, too, and when he goes, yes, sir. (laughs) One thing, she's obsessed with him being exhausted. That's the first thing she says, uh, you know, when uh, they're doing all the Borg stuff in Best of Both Worlds. Like, he's exhausted. Like no, he's they're trying to he's trying to tell us something. The other thing is, um, 
that uh, uh, what was the other smart thing I had? <laughs> it was so good. Oh boy, smart you guys thing. can't Dang, wait. Andy had a thing. So it was smart. Tell smart you guys, thing. really smart Here. thing. Brilliant. All right, brilliant. I can't. I Andy can't build it up it enough. Smarter than everything I just got to build it up just to it the point. Could have been <laughs> the most brilliant thing ever said about any form of media, art, <laughs> or humanity. What was oh well, Andy? it's gone. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, I imagine more lines, and it's the same. Uh, I love this. You're exhausted. Look at yes. Continue. Talk about it, please. I just love that she. I love how this plays out. It is. It, I feel about this the same way I feel about. No, oh, well, that's fantastic. I love how they play this moment. It's very satisfying. Since you know it's coming to an end, I could have done with more than just the episode where they, uh, you know, the one where they're at- attached. That one. <laughs> the one where um, they're attached. What's it called? Uh, the one. It's they're attached. Their brains are <laughs> attached. What's it called? Um, so I mean, they should have played with it more, and they should have played with Riker well, being like, jealous. They had want, stuff. Seeing this now, don't you want that? In the don't future? you want this to be addressed in season three? Their I mean, relationship specifically. Oh, oh, absolutely, I wanted it to be addressed in the previous seasons. Now that I've seen of this, of course, but they didn't. Yeah. Yes, sir. What? Beverly. As a physician, it's often my job to give people unpleasant news. Like they're going to need an autopsy. They need surgery or that they can't have children. Or that they might be facing a difficult illness. (laughs) Or they got Dr. Solar is off duty. Too handsome. (laughs) What was yours? Sorry. Or that Dr. Solar is off duty and I'm going to be taking care of them. what's going to happen. I prefer to look on the future as something which is not written in stone. A lot of things can happen in 25 years. Yes, a lot of depressing, sad things. The Romulan Empire is going to fall. Mars is going to blow up. Data's going to be in an isolinear chip somewhere. Patrick Stewart goes for the open kiss right off the bat. A lot of things can happen. Scrooge! That's that's how he played it. (laughs) I love that kiss. I know, Andy needs a girlfriend. Captain. I really think that they played it great. And you know what? They justify it perfectly that she has to tell him this news. She's sad. She feels how much she loves him. And she kisses him in a way that confuses him a little bit because he doesn't understand what's happening. And then when he wakes up, he realizes he didn't kiss her. It was a dream, and he was just feeling the tape from his beard, (laughs) which you can clearly see. Um, It's funny that, like, you know, this show was never meant to be in HD, but, like, seeing the tape on his beard I thought was very funny to me. It's arranged for us to run those tests on you in the biometrics lab. We're ready to go. There's part of me that's like, I'm missing more things to show you. Yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of bumming me out, and I want to make sure. Klingons. In this time period, the Klingons have taken over the Romulan Empire. Right now, relations between us and the Klingons aren't too cozy. I know that. I'm completely lost my mind, you know. 
Well, Maybe. if we're going to the Devron system, we're gonna need a ship. <laughs> None of us can drive ships anymore because of the incident. They look at each other. They say not a word. <laughs> then we continue. Right. Now, I think it's time to call in some old favors. Contact Admiral Riker, Starbase 247. Jean-Luc, you know I'd like to help. But frankly, what you're asking for is impossible. It's Orson Klingons Wells. have closed their borders to all Federation starships. Will, what if this spatial anomaly really is in the Devron system? I saw a report from Starfleet Intelligence this morning on that sector. There is no activity. There is nothing unusual going on in the Devron system. Well, I don't believe it. Well, what if their long-range scans are faulty? We have to go there and see for ourselves. Look, I've got the Yorktown out near the border. I'll have her run some long-range scans in the Devron system. If she finds out anything, I'll let you know. Well, that is just not good enough. It's going to have to be. I'm sorry. It's all I can do, Riker right out. I love you. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good old man performance by uh, Frakes. Uh... I mean, the the prosthetics know. are a little bit questionable, but the uh, but you know, I mean, it's funny too because like now you can like offset look at like the, what it actually looks like. Yeah, you can look at the side by side. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would need. I can't do this because I, I you've, you're using so much of my computer currently. Um. Anyway, let's just pop back in. No, if you are. No, 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 no. We have to get to the neutral zone. Computer restore holographic image. Damn him, anyway. After all we've been through together. He's been sitting behind that desk too long. Captain, I'm sorry. I guess all we can do now is wait and see if the Yorktown finds anything. There is another option. We could arrange passage aboard a medical ship. The inside straight. I know Captain Crandall. Medical ship. Not yes, the sir. Captain Crandall. There was an outbreak of Torellian plague on Romulus. The Klingons have been allowing Federation medical Trillian ships plague. to cross. Torellian plague, made up word, word we know. That's right. It's the best kind of plague. What'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of the O-Birth class? Not the O-Birth class, the, uh, medical class here, the, uh... It was it bitchin'. Called? I thought it was great. Olympus class? Someone else. What is that class of ship? But I think it's Mind a great notes. ship. The Pasteur is a great looking ship. Like, it makes sense that it's so fucking big because it's a medical ship. It needs to be like an emergency hospital for thousands. At least I used to have. Phoebe Phillips says, uh, they're burning through the entire high of my, uh, off my gummy. I'm impressed. <laughs> I think they did a really good job aging gates up but still making her classy but like i don't oh you've not seen the finale of voyager yet no, oh whoa spoiler so dumb. it's so dumb that you haven't seen that because you watched six seasons and then decided to check out <laughs> seven yeah how do i put this do you want me to step away not, from the mic for a second no no just not i'm trying to think of it not spoiler how to not spoiler this in voyager right uh-huh. There is, you, there is some flash-forward stuff. Okay. 
and it's these they use these uniforms. Oh, that's fun! Like it's the continuity of it is so. I, I'm I, I'm delighted by it, even though these are terrible looking uniforms. I was wondering if you would like past. them. I, never I don't. I'd see either of you Look, on a starship every era again. is going to have its own style. Maybe this is, looks great in the future. <laughs> Doherty. Doctor. Data. I'm actually Lore. This was a thought I had. He kept performing it this way. I'm, I'm like, Jeffy. I've, I feel like he's just doing a lore. So here's my theory. Do you want to play this one? <laughs> he's. Uh, you know what I do because I, f- I dug up the other Andy's theory and I was like, why don't I play this one all the time? Andy's theories. Andy's theories. Make, make it so. Andy's theories. Whoa. Understood, Captain. Andy's theories. Make it so. Andy's theories. Understood, Captain. Andy's theories. Make it so. More than interested. Fascinated. One might say a god. Andy's theories. Make it so. Uh, I don't think this is data. I think this is lore. I think that lore is somewhere along the line between the present and the future. Knocked out data. Took his place. That's why he's acting so much like lore. And uh, and that's... Andy's theories are I jumped the theory. I'm sorry. And that's why, you know, later we don't see uh, data because they finally had to, you know, they realized what was going on and they had to destroy lore. Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart. Thank you. Just choose one. (laughs) (laughs) He goes in for the open tongue kiss. (laughs) Oh, this is awkward. Not that one. Crossing into Klingon territory, it's absurd. But then I never could say no to you. Oh, Whoa, you're in front of us, Bev. (laughs) Well, now... The first order of business is to get clearance to cross the Klingon border. Agreed. What about... Uh, what about Worf? We talk about that. What about Worf? Showed you those differences. Uh, I love that they got married. And they are... I forgot. They're divorced now or they get, they're still married? No, they're divorced. She just kept the name. She just kept the name. He wants to go on one more mission. That's what we're going to do. That was sort of interesting that she kept the name. We'll find the anomaly. I know we will. The L cars never change. We're nearing the coordinates you gave me, sir. Is there anything unusual in the vicinity, Mr. Data? How would you define unusual, sir? Every region of space has its own unique properties that cannot be found anywhere else. There should be a barrier of some sort nearby. A large plasma field, highly disruptive. Nothing, sir. This is the right time. The right place. You should be here now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the chat and Ken Mollet saying it wasn't a divorce, it was an annulment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bishop, this is why we need <laughs> to marriage. Who, sir? Q! We're here! This has gone on long enough. 
Now they've seen they've seen now think about their perspective on this fucking captain they just got. Yeah. Now he's yelling about something named Q. <laughs> right. Counselor, do you sense an alien presence? No, sir. No. Do you sense an alien presence? <laughs> what is a Q? It's a letter of the alphabet as far as I know. I don't understand. Is it not the way it's supposed Love to happen? Look the look from Dorn. Dorn's on fire! Maintain this position. I'll be in my ready room. Are you excited that you have so much more Dorn to look forward to? Oh, yeah. Four, oh, five, that's... six, and seven. Four more seasons of Dorn coming your way, Andy. So great. Thought you'd never get here. Going on. It's Judge Q to you. And isn't it obvious what's going on? The last time that I stood here was seven years ago. Seven years ago? How little do you mortals understand time? Must you be so linear, Jean-Luc? You accuse me of being the representative of a... a barbarous species. I believe my exact words were a dangerous, savage, child race. We demonstrated to you that mankind had become peaceful and benevolent. You agreed and you let us go on our way. Now, why am I standing here again? Oh, you'd like me to connect the dots for you, lead you from A to B to C so that your puny mind could comprehend? How boring. I do think that in Q's goodbyes uh, to Picard here when he's like, um, maybe I'll drop in from time to time. And he goes, and I'll see you out there. I as a as a kid when I watched this I was eleven. No, how old was I? Yeah, I was eleven. I was like, they're gonna do a Q movie and it's gonna be the best. <laughs> and then the next time I got Q was fucking season two of Picard. That's a real <laughs> disappointment. No. <laughs> it's interesting so they never got more. to him in the movies. Yeah. Entertained if you just tried to figure it out. Anyway. Is it part of a wrong uh, you know, plot? A I, I've come full circle, guys. I can answer that question. Oh. I think Q is Andy. a great character. I think Delancey's performance is fantastic. I think that their handle on this character is so... It's so sure-handed in this scene. It's like a weird scene. They're both playing a scene they've already played. It's classic, you know, revisiting kind of stuff that maybe they established. Is this before Back to the Future 2? No. Back so, to the Future 2 was uh, 90, 90, 89. So, so, okay, fair enough. So then, but whatever the case, um, uh, it's just such a well-performed scene by these two people, and it's not overplayed. Q always has the danger of being hammy. And he's really like laser focused in this scene. It's really great. But also like and like the, having now seen this cue mm-hmm. and this interaction. Yes. Doesn't the um the end scene Spoiler in the card with him, doesn't that just make more sense to you? Uh or did that work for you as was, as as it existed in Picard season three, two? I'd like to watch it again now, <laughs> as upsetting as that sounds. Nope, um, not happening. But uh, 
I feel like it makes more sense because this one ends in almost the same a way. Ki- a kind of a, well, that's the problem with it. Is that it's oh, sort of, of like it's an unnecessary amendment. Mm-hmm. It's not a space. build on it. It's not an extension. It's like they just reset it at the beginning of Picard, their relationship, and then land in a, roughly the same place at the end. <laughs> you obtuse piece of flotsam. You are to be denied existence. Humanity's fate has been sealed. You will be destroyed. Q, I do not believe that even you are capable of such an act. I? There you go again, always blaming me for everything. Well, this time I'm not your enemy. I'm not the one that causes the annihilation of mankind. You are. Me? That's right. You're doing it right now. You did it before, and you'll do it yet again. What sort of meaningless double talk is this? He doesn't understand! (laughs) I have only myself to blame, I suppose. I believed in you. I thought you had potential. Apparently, is, I was wrong. There's a specific acting clinic amongst these people. <laughs> this has to be another one of Q's games. He's probably listening to us right now, getting a big laugh out of watching us jump through his hoops. And normally, I would agree with you, but this time, I feel that somehow it is different. There was a deadly earnestness about him. I think he's serious, which means that in some fashion, I am going to be the cause of the destruction of humanity. But didn't you say you already had caused it? And that you were causing it now? Given the fact that there is an apparent discontinuity between the three time periods the captain has visited, Q's statement may be accurate. I wonder if they just, like... I wonder if they had the same amount of time to shoot these two episodes as they did for a regular two episodes. I feel like because they must have... They must have I mean, cleared the decks in any way they needed look to. Look at this coverage. It's three in a line and people lean forward for their line yeah that's and it's like fair. we're not even gonna we gotta go we gotta go it's like it's confusing so what am i going to do lock myself in a room in all the three different time periods captain maybe not acting is what causes the destruction of mankind what if you were needed on the bridge at a key moment you weren't there i don't think we can and i was sad or mad about something but now i don't know how to talk about it <laughs> what if what if you felt like a friend betrayed you <laughs> I don't want to mention any names, but maybe maybe Weanna and Borf. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what, what, what are we talking about? I love you. What? <laughs> Big laugh out of one. Causing it now. So what am I going to do there? I don't think we can start second guessing ourselves. I think we have to proceed normally and deal with each situation as it occurs. Agreed. I've been thinking about my conversation with Q. He admitted that he was responsible for my shifting through time. Now, it occurred to me that he might be giving me a chance somehow to save humanity. What makes you say that? Well, he's always had a certain fascination with humanity, with myself in particular. I think he has more than a passing interest in what happens to me. I'm obviously the best one here, right? (laughs) I mean, who can blame him? Very similar to that of a master and his beloved pet. Get your eyes off my email, Count Isaac. Sure, it's 142,166, and I have 611 unread text messages, and 48 unanswered FaceTime calls, 
and three calendar events, none of which are Andy's birthday. (laughs) Don't worry about it. That was only an analogy, Captain. Captain Picard. Possibly. We're approaching the neutral zone, Captain. Twelve pets. We're on our way. But the look. Is that Gates? Ensign Gates? Initiate long-range scans. I believe so. Ensign Gates got a new do. Captain, there are four warbirds holding position on the Romulan side of the neutral zone. Jess, you can't leave. We just started the second episode. (laughs) Just hang in there. I mean, we're only only three hours, 16 minutes, and 45 seconds into this thing. (laughs) This be our longest episode? And our worst? (laughs) Possibly. The Federation starships Concord and Bozeman are holding position on our side. A face-off. The question is, who's going to move first? One of us has to take our face off. <laughs> the, the eye, the eyebrow, the eye move is like that was so classic. Like, do it again. Wow me. <laughs> like, look at look at Frank's delivery on that. Zone. The Federation starships Concord and Bozeman are holding position on our side. Face off. The question is, who's going to move first? <laughs> Mr. Walton, hail the Romulan flagship. <laughs> By the way, the Bozeman, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking. You, he heard the blues of Colin. <laughs> Just happened to be in the neutral zone. <laughs> Captain Picard. That Guys, I know that you're tired. Through. We only have two and a half hours left. Just hang in there. The beauty of it is, guys, we've already watched those two scenes. <laughs> Sensors are picking up a large subspace anomaly directly ahead. All stop. On screen. Full scan, Mr. Data. Aye, sir. I mean, let's just take a second to break down the specific acting. Okay. Of Jonathan Frakes. Let's do it. The anomaly comes up on screen. Frakes, who's already standing. How how could he how could he possibly steal focus? from Patrick Stewart, whose line is being read. I'll tell you how. By eye acting. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to see some eye acting, Andy? Let's see it. Some of the best eye acting I've ever seen in Star Trek. In fact, hang on. I need to see a, I need to see big Andy here. Let me see. How do I do this? Do I click over here and do that? All right. I brought up big Andy. (laughs) Andy, can you pretend something on your screen is uh, a, a shocking anomaly, the likes of which you've never seen? Oh, okay, okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's but funny. I, was, I was underplaying a little bit. Yeah, you didn't give it the uh, the whiff of, of, of Frakes here. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Let's go back to the screen. And here we go. Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. <laughs> Close Look at all the this. Sound you want? Does everyone? Anyone want to see the mess of how we record the show? There it is. Whew. All right, we're all watching. Watching Frank's everybody. Here we go. Directly ahead. All stop. On screen. 
full scan, Mr. Dead. That is an actor trying to remember where the uh, it has no piece of tape to look at. <laughs> I mean, it is just is like. Is it big? Is it supposed to be big? Is it big? How big is, is it? Is it on the whole uh, screen? Which part of the screen am I looking at? <laughs> Did somebody tell me before? I was. I was <laughs> I was talking to Marina. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just gonna. We're just gonna go ahead one more time. Again, if you're not in the president's circle, enjoying the video of this, uh, that's on you. If you want to come watch it, it's gonna be available for you. If you join the president's circle, come. It'll sit there archived. So this will this will suck them in. <laughs> Stop. I'm screen. Full scan, Mister Data. <laughs> nice. We have to get as much it. <laughs> hey, Matt. I don't wanna. I don't want to draw focus from the real podcast, but uh, was Riker pissed off for perturbed minimally is now a tie vote. <laughs> You're, oh, oh, my God. That's you amazing. You pulled from behind. <laughs> Let's just On add screen. a vote for yes from me. <laughs> <laughs> it is larger in the past. So? I can Nothing. vote, too. I just haven't. <laughs> Full scan, Mr. Data. Aye, sir. On screen, on screen, let's see it! What? There's nothing there. Uh. Andy, do you... Let me see here, let me skip ahead a little bit here. They did not, did they? What, did they cut something? I want you to remember. If it were anyone else but you... We wouldn't even be here. I guess something maybe controversial to say. I'm oh, sorry. Hang on. Go ahead. Say your controversial thing. Is future older Beverly Crusher hotter than present day Beverly Crusher? Is that just understand. a weird preference? I don't uh, understand what that means. Is she... What do you mean? Do you mean that current day Gates McFadden? What are you talking about? I'm not blaming oh, 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 oh. Gates McFadden. You're I'm saying, saying you're saying of the of the time periods presented in all good things. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Okay, is present star date four seven nine eight eight Beverly Crusher? Yes, not as attractive as twenty five year later Beverly Crusher. You know, not as attractive as sort of a, a a slightly different way of phrasing. I'm just sort of saying is the raw appeal. Oh, I see. Of that the sexual future? magnitude yes. presented by Beverly Crusher. Is there just something to that? Future uh, I'll tell you exactly what the it experience, is. Experience the yes. I'll tell you what's getting you hot and bothered. What is it? The history of a broken marriage. <laughs> it really might be. Maybe I really you know, more to that future. You're just future like, oh Beverly. my god, this is. <laughs> I really connect with her. Something's doing it. Kurt Onstead throws out Andy needs a cougar. <laughs> 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 nice, Kurt. Uh, what was I doing? I was gonna. I, I, I was certain that they just cut something, and I wanted to see if it, if I'm. Oh uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff, the human Maximus the dogs. There's a future bev with that captain swagger. Maybe that's it. Maybe I like a lady in power. Are you ready to see the cue scene they cut? Oh my god! Yes, this is Here so fun. This was a real great gift. <laughs> ready, Andy? Here you go. Okay. Now let's go. To anyone who's just catching up, if you're just waking up and joining us live, welcome. Andy and I discovered that because he and I subscribed to Paramount Plus through Amazon, we watched a different version of All Good Things than pretty much everybody else. 
uh, where they've cut a lot of shit out of it. Five or six minutes. So here you go. This is how the scene ends. We wouldn't even be here. On the version Andy and I watched. Report, Mr. Beta. Okay. And here's how it actually ends. Hey. What was that she said, Sonny? I couldn't quite hear her. Q? Oh, my God. What is going on here? Where is the anomaly? Where's your mommy? Well, I don't know. Answer me. There is an answer, Jean-Luc. But I can't hand it to you. Although you do have help. What help? You're not alone, you know. What you were and what you are to become will always be with you. My time shifting. The answer does lie there, doesn't it? Now, tell me one thing. This anomaly we're looking for, will that destroy humanity? You're forgetting, Jean-Luc. You destroy humanity. By, by doing what? When? How can... Report, Mr. Data. That's... That entire scene. So bonkers. Now, it's not a necessary scene, but so it's I can see why the dots being connected. The dots being connected, and it's like a fantastic... It feels like there's a lack of that because you want him to appear in that timeline and to make that shift. It's mm-hmm. really great. It's so it weird that they cut this. Look at this. This is what we got in the Netflix... I mean, in the Amazon Prime... Paramount Plus version. Report, Mr. Beta. The anomaly is 200... Different shot, by the way. Oh, interesting. Let me see. The report, Mr. Data, is a wide. This started as a pan. Report, Mr. Beta. The anomaly is 200 million kilometers Did he look off camera in a weird way when you came to him? Yeah, because what we were watching was this, this camera's coverage of that take. Well, they didn't have two cameras in those days. I think they did. Report, Mr. Beta. The anomaly is 200 million think kilometers if you look at the in wide, diameter. And now we're back into the shot. This he's doing a weird... Look at his weird it's a look. focused temporal uh, energy but source. But in the other shot, it looks like he had a weird look. Like off it's, camera, camera right. He was. Because he's looking at the... How can... Screen. Report, Mr. Beta. Oh. So the cut Jesus. doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. I mean, the cut makes less sense in in the full version than it does in the this edited for TV thing version, I don't know. But like it's crazy to me. I was like I was like am I crazy or do I remember old man Q with one of those hearing aids? One of those hearing horns. And, and I, to those and old I, enough to gone. have seen it originally, this would have been a a, a clear example of something you saw or you didn't see. So if anybody wants to say they saw it originally on the original air. It's hard to say now because like the, you know, it's hard to know what version of a thing now that you've watched over and over again. Yeah. Like with like director's cuts and stuff that used to get released, like letterbox stuff on VHS. 
then like that becomes the version you're familiar with it's like so weird yeah we modified the main deflector to emit an inverse tachyon pulse that might be able to scan beyond the subspace barrier that might give us some idea of what the interior of this thing looks like that is a most intriguing idea sir i do not believe a tachyon beam was ever used in such a way i had no idea you were so versed in the intricacies of temporal theory sir i have some friends who are well versed in it like why not just say to data that data it's you you gave me the idea uh because you already know i'm traveling backward and forward in time because this is the present this is very strange it's a, he would he would have been the first person he was the person I while i was watching usually it's like refrigerator logic meaning that if you think about it later but uh when you're going to the refrigerator which is something matt and i would do but the uh <laughs> but uh but i definitely i was definitely thinking that while i was watching it fyi everyone says that it was in the original aired version except for cosmo and tyson who say that it wasn't in the original version so i don't know one thing is clear is it's this moment that Picard decided that Data was his best friend (laughs) we finally got there Cosmo Moore Ron Moore Roger Moore a Josh Moore Ronald D. Moore Joe Moore a Carl Moore (laughs) shout out to all you Moore to all our new listeners, it was nice having you <laughs> for these few minutes. How many hundred episodes are they into this show? I can't catch up. Initiating Tachyon Pulse. Okay. Pulse is holding steady. We're starting to receive data from the scan. Take the computer some time to give us a complete picture of the anomaly's interior. Necessary modifications in main engineering, sir. I mean, Andy, look at this. The the exact this okay. moment. Yeah. There's 29 minutes left, and then this moment on the other cut, there is uh, 32 minutes left. <laughs> so annoying. The pulse is holding steady. We're starting to receive data from the scan. Captain, data's in the I scan. Have a partial explanation. <laughs> I've completed hey my analysis of the nailed anomaly. it. It appears to be a multi-phasic temporal convergence in the space-time continuum. <laughs> in English, data. It is, in essence, an eruption oh, of anti-time. By the way, anti-time. We have thirty minutes to wrap this up. Why? Because Crowdcast has a four-hour limit. What? This was a terrible investment. Four hour limit. Luckily for everyone else, we're almost there. A relatively new concept in temporal mechanics. The relationship between anti time and normal time is analogous to the relationship between antimatter and normal How, by the way, okay, so Riker shows up. Is anti time, I don't know if Andy the astrophysicist is in here. Is anti time bullshit, by the way? <laughs> is that just, does that have any concept, conceptual soundness to it? I can add a new session by clicking, clicking add new session and then create it for now. End of the Astro went to bed. Thank you, Amy. Thank God. Thank God someone had the sense in here to go to sleep. Well, he is the scientist. He, he realized that it was not to his advantage. <laughs> like, do I create a session? Does it just change it or does it just make it a different session? 
Brian suggests applying anti-time will allow us to go longer than four hours. Well, I've added a second session, so if we do go over the four hours, uh, back you in. should be able to see the second Is, session. Do we have to log back in for that session? So second if you look time. at the corner right now, if you look at the corner, there's a section, top corner, everybody, of your screen, there's a session one and then session two. Part one, part two, top left corner. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, I will call the audience to the session if need be, and we'll all we'll all file over <laughs> to the next room. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Nobody should worst. need fucking four hours, Andy. Don't what? tell me it's stupid. We should not be doing a four-hour podcast. The hails needed to be read. That's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> That we could have done a fucking in between saucer section. I mean, if you want to undermine the podcast, we'll just call it a warp core breach. <laughs> that is what we're, that's basically what we're dealing with now. <laughs> that third nacelle on screen was a real. It's almost like a cheap gag. I loved it. I was so excited. Oh, it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen when they did. The it's Christmas so ornament. stupid oh, and simple, but it's like <gasps> a third nacelle. How do you? <laughs> How? But why? (laughs) I think that the uh, phaser cannon that's on the bottom of the saucer section that has to be tied directly into the warp core to generate that kind of power. Uh Because that Klingon ship has its shields up. Yeah. And the Enterprise D just fucking rips through it like it's butter. With Stand one by. phaser cannon I'll blast. It's, the, it's the best. Well, this is a crazy thing, as look you're at this, saying. Look at this. Look at this. Boom. Oh, sorry. I just blew through your ship. No problem. Toodles. Attack cruiser. It's insane. But also, what's hilarious is the way that the way that Riker sets that up is, I'll see if I can get the Klingon's attention by completely blowing them to bits. I think that's the only way this Riker knows how to get anyone's attention because I he's so hurt would get their attention. by Worf. I see. Exactly. I'm going to pretend that Worf is on there. I'm standing <laughs> here with you. The Enterprise is drawing their fire. Damage is this going to screw Worf with the Klingon Empire? Breach in progress. Does it matter? Worf has honor. Let's prepare for emergency beam out. There's honor to the Klingons. I love how fucking Beverly standing ready to go let's do it let's leave her body here we're all going <laughs> all right i perform an autopsy on everybody half a light year away they'll be back as i said i figured you wouldn't take no for an answer but i thought you had more sense than to send a defenseless ship across the border into hostile territory with no escort if you had not turned down the captain when he came to you for help none of this would have happened Unlike you, I still have a sense of honor and loyalty. We don't have time for this. The pastor's core is going to breach. Take us out of here, full impulse. Slow as possible, please. <laughs> well, that's uh, one ship. All down. right, let's get out of here. Warp thirteen. Well, I don't, don't even know leave. why they're leaving. Just we have to stay blast here, the other Klingons. I love also like 
warp 13 i was like that's so cool <laughs> they go faster than the made-up number they said before <laughs> they go faster than what was theoretically infinite when you occupy all space and turn into a lizard like with paris <laughs> john luke i'll be right back Alyssa. oh i accidentally turned on my speakers can i have one more line please i just need Alyssa two more I've got an emotional five. scene. Does that count? The same phenomenon that affected Geordi. Somehow, the temporal energy from the anomaly caused the fetal tissue to revert to an earlier stage of development. One might it's say they're the devolving. The child began to grow younger until finally the DNA itself began to break down. Whose fault was that one? Oh, yeah. Beverly's. Physically, she's fine for now. The really... This temporal reversion continues. I don't think any of us are going to be fine uh, much uh, longer. What did I just do? This is affecting the entire group. Wait, now he's not in there. Go to oh. two. Well, I told him I'm. G- I already went to one. <laughs> this is so perfect. <laughs> Should I wait? I gotta get him back to two, everybody. Oh he boy, went, what a. He went to. All right, he went we to all one. went to two. He went back to right, one, I'm but now two. I'm in two. This is so us. This is like the. F- this is the classicest classic thing I've ever seen of us. Ay ay ay. This is so perfectly us, like physically farcical, but in a digital sense. Perfect. Of like, which room are you in? I'm in this room. Are you in that room? <laughs> so I was in. I went to two, and then when I said I'm in, I'm in two. I went back to one, and you had gone to two. <laughs> oh well, you can't. You should have said I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm coming back, or whatever. I you said, said I went two. Go- I was like, but like when you said you were in two, I was like, everybody, we're going to two. <laughs> Amazing. So now are some people over in t- <laughs> the other one? <laughs> well, I told them all we were coming over here. There's already mm-hmm. 102 people in this one now. But just to be clear, you were in one, you stayed in one. Yeah. And then you went to two to get me, but I was gone. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It was classic. classic. Perfect. And I just had a, I, you know, I talked to them all about how long the hails were. Right. And about the fact that we're going to have to do a whole other episode that's about hails about all good things. <laughs> so you were vamping. Well, they asked me to vamp and they were like, this isn't like you're talking to a therapist. Like, oh, that's they, were com- they were complaining it wasn't Secunda style, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was that. Anyway, now that we have four more hours to go, let's get back to it. Head away. <clears throat> Where were we? <laughs> What was happening on the Enterprise? You see this? Is to be healed, but the effect is only temporary. The funniest thing in this episode is okay. There's two. There's two, a couple things that I. FYI, it says no one can see me. That I'm in the green room. Oh, are you in the green room? Oh, let's let's go. Yeah, sure. Do they see you? I don't know. We're going to see us both in a second here. Okay, everybody. We've lost everyone now. We were in the green room. 
<laughs> it was a whole time. I went I to hope, two. I, <laughs> I told him I was in two. He went to two. I had gone back to one at that point. Then we were both in the green room and none of you could see us. And I now think. we're here. We're back. Finally. Classic. Classic TNC. Oh my God. I Couldn't can't be believe. more perfect. I can't believe that I thought this would go any differently. No. Yeah. Um, it's very funny to me that Picard like gets really close and squints to try to see amino acids coalescing into a protein. Like he's going to be able to see it with his naked eyes. Right. Of what you call life. Pond go. The amino acids are moving closer and closer and closer. Oh. Nothing happened. See what you've done? So is he suggesting it's from the yes. time issue? Mm-hmm. Well, what's happened now is the, 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 obviously the anomaly is now all so big that it takes up the entire, almost the entire quadrant. Right. Uh, three billion years in the past, which upsets delicate balances of like, perhaps the earth's not as far from the sun as it was or is too far. So the things that were going to happen to make the perfect breeding ground for life don't happen. But again, we don't know, or we do know, whether you think Q did cause this. Or do you think he didn't cause this? <laughs> do a That's poll. hard I'm to answer. what the poll is on that. That's a hard answer. Because I think there's like, it's two schools of thought. It's like, was this a test by the continuum Mm. to discover humans' capacity for thinking six-dimensionally or whatever it might be? Uh Uh-huh. In which case, this would be the problem and the solution. He found the solution. But they caused the problem by making him jump back and forth through time. Well, that's what it would seem, but it's just odd that then Q implies that he is not the source of the problem unless he was being tricksy. But he's not the source of the problem because Picard is the source of the problem, but he is the cause of the time moving back and forth through time. But that's being tricky. That's semantics. Right. But it's like, yes, I moved you back and forth through time, but in doing so, in your desire to get an answer, you've caused this anomaly that has now just destroyed the entire... So I guess the question I would like to know is whether people think without Q's meddling, none of this would have happened. Like none of the time problem would have happened is what I would I like personally don't think so. Wait, then wh- um, how did it happen then? Q, like they set it up. That's what I'm saying. Without Q's meddling, none of this would have happened. You feel like... I it- agree. Oh, oh, yes. You agree with that statement. Yes. Yeah. So that's the, that's the question I have. Um, Steve of Winterfell says the Museum of TV has the time for part one at 4552 and part two at 4553. This is based on the original broadcast they have in their archives. So that's 13145. Well, then why is it cut down on this? So that's the longer time. No, it's not. It's one. What did he say? He said it was one thirty-one forty-five. Right, and this is one twenty-nine twenty-one minus. And then, 
and then the, this the is credits and, the, and this is uh, this is one thirty two oh five. So that's even a little bit longer. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, by longer. a hair. Right. Which I'll account for black on the end in the beginning. So this original this is this I think is what aired originally. Right. Which then begs the extra question. Are we watching on Netflix, I mean, on the Amazon Prime Paramount Plus version, are we watching the later cut up and syndicated episodes? Like if I were to watch a BBC America marathon of TNG, mm-hmm. this, this must be the copy of all good things they have. I this shortened, so. This shortened copy to fit more commercials in. I don't know. Uh, it has to be. It has to be, damn it. <laughs> we have to determine how widespread this effect is. Contact Starbase 23. That's the. All right. Neil Studd is still with us. <sighs> Fucking unbelievable. Good for you, Neil. I mean, bad for unbelievable. you. But... That is genuinely unbelievable. I can't believe that whole scene with old Q is cut. It's insane. It's gold. there's got to be there's got to be some extra Deanna stuff we're missing out of this. Cut I was too. wondering about that. It is a little Deanna light. Well, they kind of have her as the object that that Worf and and uh, and Riker are fighting over. But I guess because they kill her in the future, so. ship has held up pretty well over the years. They tried to decommission her like to have sex with her. <laughs> One of the advantages of being an admiral is you get to choose your own ship. Will, how long is this thing between you and Worf going to go on? It's been going on for over 20 years. It doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. I suspect the last thing Counselor Troy would have wanted is for the two of you to be alienated. I agree. I think it's time to put it behind you. I tried at Deanna's funeral. He Gates really kills it me. playing an old lady, Might also just in terms of the performance. He took her death pretty hard. By the way, it's very funny to me that this cast, um, they all like have they all have like uh, makeup on to make them like doughier. Right. And like some padding, right? And like you look at the cast now, and they're all slimmer than this. Sure, it's like hilarious to me because they're actors. <laughs> they're oh, not yeah. regular Starfleet personnel. Well, he wasn't the only one. I know, but I think in his mind, you were the reason that he and Deanna never got together. I never did anything to stand in his way. Other than grumble Didn't and you will? <laughs> throw a lot of bad energy into every room. Did I? I didn't want to admit that it was over. I always thought that we would get together again. And then she was gone. All I had left was Crandall in that inside straight. Thank you all the time <laughs> in the world. I had no one to make my pizzas for. It's all right. I probably would have burned the tomatoes. 
This is extra, right? You didn't see this part, did you? I always thought that we would get together again. And then she that. was gone. I saw that. You think you have all the time in the world until... Yep. No. I like that. See? Oh my God. You don't see confused Picard not knowing his way around the Enterprise. Because the Eremotic Syndrome is affecting him. Yeah. That's... How do I get to 10 forward? It's four decks down, sir. Section 005. Thank you. <laughs> what a dick. If I was that guy, I'd be so mad I was cut out of the episode. Yeah, definitely. I'd be part of Star Trek lore. Not lore, lore. Look at that. You see that sad wharf shot you also get? Yeah. That you didn't get. <laughs> the original. Oh, my God. There definitely is a, there's a cross through it. Well, Will, I know why it's happening. I know what's causing the anomaly. We have to go back. The only place we're going back to, sir, is bed. Damn it, Will! I know why it's happening. We caused the anomaly with the tachyon pulse. It happened three times, Will. We did it in three different time periods. I think you better come with me. Will you leave me alone? Damn it, I'm not stupid! Well, well, you, the, the you were on were used deck six looking for ten forward, you dumb dumb. Time periods, don't you see? When, when, when the tachyon pulse used them. This I outfit mean, is uh, not helping him seem sane. I mean, when the pastor used the tachyon pulse, then, then we, we uh, I mean, everything started, Will. We set everything in motion. It, 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 it's like the chicken and the egg. Will, the chicken and the egg. We, we think it started in the past, but it didn't. It started. Right here in the future. That's why it's getting larger in the past. I think I know the what future. the captain's talking about. If I'm not mistaken, he's describing a paradox. Yes, right, that's it. Intriguing. Like it's uh, funny, like it's funny like in nineteen ninety four they have to explain it like that to the because, audience. Because it hasn't been done a million billion times. <laughs> yeah, because it hasn't been done to death. Like literally. I mean, if you think about this and end game and like it's just like time travel oh god FYI uh, I think I was wrong the uh, the act, the guy in the hallway was there because I have a note on it I just didn't remember because I have great specific acting by the guy he runs into in the hallway <laughs> no you're talking about the guy he runs into when he comes out of it oh when he remember because he bumps into a guy that is what That's I was thinking that about. is what I was thinking <laughs> yep yeah, you're not. Look, because that guy is that guy has a, like a whoa. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, good job, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Getting larger in the past. I think I know what the captain is talking about. If I'm not mistaken, he's describing a paradox. Yes, right. That's it. Intriguing. It is possible. We could have caused the very anomaly we've been looking for. It also doesn't make sense that if they go back to the Devron system, they'll see the f- anomaly because it shouldn't exist yet. Uh huh. If it's moving backwards in time, it should have been created. Say it again. If it's moving backwards in time, yeah. And they created it when they initiated the tachyon pulse. Uh huh. With the Pasteur. Yeah. 
they shouldn't be able to see the they shouldn't exist yet but didn't they not see it in the future right now he's saying let's go back and we'll see it and they do they go back and see it oh that is messed up yeah that doesn't yeah. make any sense Unless it's that unless that's another Tommy Wimey thing of like now it's opening in all times. Assume he has initiated a tachyon pulse. Uh, my longer version is not laggy. Oh, I mean, I'll just play the longer version. I don't want you guys dealing with lag. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking, I don't care. You guys want to? I wish someone had told me like you know, six hours hey, ago. Right. If we go back to the Devon system now we might be able to see the initial formation of the anomaly. Riker to bridge, set a course for the DevRun system, maximum warp. Aye, sir. Yeah. What is that, Why? like 19, 20, warp 40? Why would it make a difference? Let's go back and maybe we'll see the beginning of it, but the beginning of it warp was in the past. <gasps> he invited him to the bridge, that's so nice. Matt, are you frozen? What's happening? I'm reading. I'm reading this this long explanation of what they think is happening. Oh, Phoebe Phillips saying, right? So if Q had never done anything, Picard would have had the erotic syndrome that would have made him go bananas, believing he had to do this tacky impulse that goes to the past and eats the world up before it starts by putting himself in three places at once along the timeline and the in that area, he has the opportunity to fix it. Q did not create the problem, but he is moving him through time to offer a solution. What? <laughs> I think she's saying that if Q had never done anything, Picard would have done all this because he had aromatic syndrome and he's a, a crazy person. But that so he would have he would have hallucinated this, but that wouldn't have caused the time that wouldn't have caused it in the that would have that wouldn't have caused the anomaly. What caused the anomaly is that the, he does it in all three separate times, you're saying? Yeah. Well, that's what they're telling me. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair... Look, Worf's, Worf's needed on the bridge. System, sir. Full stop. Sensors are picking up a... You're doing that wrong. <laughs> Small temporal anomaly <laughs> off the port now. On screen. Do you have a, you have a rifle under, under the thing here? the console not even a musket i was right <laughs> it's an anti-time eruption it seems to have been formed within the last six hours we must stop it here so that it can't travel back through time mr data we need a solution and we need it now the anomaly is being sustained by the continuing tachyon pulses in the other two time periods i suggest shutting them down hang on the next time I'm i gotta i gotta i gotta dive into these comments this is bananas to me <laughs> it's the three tachyon pulses at the same place that caused it. That's what I think, Lieutenant Rogers. Uh, the other theory is that the past story didn't actually go to the same coordinates of the future of the anomaly. Well, that's a theory. That doesn't. That's not what they're showing us. But it doesn't make him jump backwards. I realize I've listened to too many podcasts at double speed. They sound slow. That's true. <laughs> past story doesn't see it because they messed up the coordinates somehow. Well, that doesn't. They don't say that ever. Yeah, it does make. And uh, do they get information from the past? Is it what is it that Picard says when he rushes in and says, "I figured it out"? 
The only thing, the conclusion that, that data seems to come to is that it's a paradox, which we already knew. I am confused and tired. That it's the first thing I'll do. Isn't there something more we can... <laughs> I always loved that, too, by the way. <laughs> hey, I'll take care of it when I go back in time. Old crazy man. <laughs> do here. Seal the rupture. Ray wants to know, is old man Worf hotter than Michael Dorn now? Good Good question. Question. No, Dorn is like flawless skin and just a beautiful human being because yeah. he's a vegan it's the tachyon pulse it's probably why michelle forbes looks so good sir do it the convergence of the tachyon pulses from the three time periods is what is causing the anomaly aye sir is there any change in the anomaly no sir disengage the tachyon pulse disengage but we haven't finished the scan sir i know that but it is imperative that you disengage the tachyon pulse immediately. Aye, sir. Disengage it. Why isn't the anomaly being affected? Why would it so, be, So, in the future, they did... No, the thing's already there, right? So, yeah, what, what the hell? That's the only thing that doesn't make sense. I've shut off the tachyon pulses in the other two time periods, but it hasn't Sure you did, old man. It remains unaffected here as well, sir. What do we do? Well, the only way to stop this thing is to repair the rupture at the focal point where time and anti-time are converging. How do we do that? It would require taking the ship into the anomaly itself. Well, the other thing I liked, which was uh, maybe not subtle, and you probably noticed it too, but I really did like how... Two... Couple things. When... Past data goes, uh, theoretically, a tomographic imaging scanner uh, would be able to scan past the subspace barrier, uh, but it's only theoretical. The Daystrom Institute's been working on it. And then seven years in the future, Picard goes, Data, do we have a tomographic imaging scanner on board? And Data just goes, yeah. No, I wrote a note on that, too. I loved that. And the other thing I love is they each ship blows up in order of how strong their shields are. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. But here's my question even about the thing you just said. Why didn't the data in the... If the data in the past is like, oh, well, the, here's an idea, this this theoretical thing, why does the data in the future not go like, oh, why don't we just use a topographical scanner? Because that's not... They don't... They haven't come to the conclusion of needing to scan the inside yet. Uh-huh. They, don't, they don't know to scan past the subspace barrier. But in the past, they know it. In the past, they talk what? about it they got more information from their scan quicker or something i don't remember but it it that made sense once inside we may be able to use the engines to create a static warp shell yeah data that's right and the shell would act as an artificial subspace barrier separating time and anti-time collapsing the anomaly damn it bondurant you can't leave time, us but this would have to be done in the other two time periods one am central stay here the anomaly is so much larger in the other two neil time stud periods, is here it'd be dangerous to take the ship in take the ship like in 10 a.m where he is lambda one neil stud lambda one is here and forever in our hearts chief lay in a course for the exact center and transferred all available power to the shields sir can you give us some explanation no, Lieutenant, I cannot. Okay, Captain, well, then so I'm going to have to relieve your duty, everyone, you fucking lunatic. No matter how far-fetched it might have seemed. But if we're to risk the safety of the ship and crew, I think we have to ask you for an explanation. Let me tell you a plan story about the planet I'm from. 
And I know that if I were in your position, I would be doing the same thing. Looking for answers. But you're not going to find any, because I don't have any to give you. Okay, well, why do you want to go in the center then? No, it is difficult for you to understand that <coughs> we have to take the ship into the very center of the phenomenon and create a static warp shell. When you coughed, the uh, the guy in the background also coughed, and it looked like he was coughing. <laughs> Quite frankly, we may not survive. He was turning away. But I want you to believe that I am doing this for a greater purpose, and that what is at stake here is more than any of you can possibly imagine. I know you have your doubts about me, about each other, about the ship. We don't have as many doubts All about I can each say other. Is that although we have only been together for a short time. I know that you are the finest crew in the fleet. And I would trust mm. each of you with my life. We are fairly attractive. So, I'm asking you for a leap of faith. Why doesn't somebody Don't ask do it. Deanna? Don't do it. Uh, Deanna, d- is he telling the truth? Is he insane? Anything? He thinks he's telling Shields the truth, everyone. I think he still could be insane. (laughs) This is my old accent. (laughs) Uh, Man, yeah, that's that's about the only stumble. (laughs) I guess there are a couple of stumbles. Ooh, what's that? It's my sonic screwdriver. Cool. It broke. Mythology, Matt. You know, I just like to think about time travel. And how I would uh, navigate my way through time as I traveled. What kinds of tools I would use. I'm just kidding. Boosting field integrity to the warp nacelles, we may encounter shearing forces once we enter the anomaly. I am preparing to initiate a static warp shell. I've communicated to the classrooms and the children on board that we're going in, sir. The preschool reports ready to die. They'll understand. First grade? First grade also ready to die, sir. In, sir. All decks report ready, sir. Take us in, Chief. They've told all their children. Captain, I have an idea. If we take the ship to the center of the anomaly and create a static static warp shell. Then they just start fucking right there. Because they said static warp shell at the same time. They just looked at each other's eyes. It could repair the barrier and collapse the anomaly. (laughs) Why not? sir. Mr. Data, you are a clever man. It's funny how that one moment would be like, turn it from like, it's one of the greatest finales of all time to one of the most batshit finales of all time. Uh. To initiate a static warp shell. Aye, sir. The other two Enterprises, they're on their way. Although I guess Beverly already kissed him. It'd be funny if that was the running gag that in every timeline, one of the crew kisses Picard. Take us in. We're entering the anomaly, sir. All hands brace for impact. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> Look at how excited he is. Switching to auxiliary power. I'm having trouble keeping the impulse engines online. I've got power fluctuations all across the board. Maintain course and speed. But I can finally act with my eyes. We reach the center. At least 30 seconds, sir. I love that. Hold together. Look around the ship. We've the, the second best eye acting in the episode. Anomaly. <laughs> we have reached the center, sir. Initiating warp shell. Initiating static warp shell now. 
Is it having any effect? Something is happening. A new subspace barrier appears to be forming. Captain, I like that each question is getting answered by a different ship. Look at how mussy Tasha's hair, hair is. So is this like... Was it, uh, is it cause and effect the one where it's a bunch of the Enterprises? Parallels. Parallels. Uh, is this like that where it's like the people who are in the future timeline just they're like well we're sacrificing ourselves and we actually die and the only people that live are the ones in the present or I guess the, not even the ones in the present live no. it's just in Picard's memory wait what are you talking about everyone in every one of these timelines dies right or it ceases to exist the ship blows up yeah it's kind of depressing <laughs> but none of them die because they didn't exist because it didn't happen uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Mr. LaForge, you're gonna die first. Both of the other ships have been destroyed. Two down, one to go. Take the report. The anomaly has nearly collapsed. We're losing attainment. Goodbye, Jean-Luc. I'm gonna miss you. You had such potential. But then again, all good things must come to an end. Containment field is critical. I'm losing it. Cool. Just see the ship explode, and then you see like two hundred children launched into the <laughs> just freezing in space. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really have had a classroom oh, on the Jesus. ship. Well, how could how could uh, next generation end that way? That's a horrible way to end a series. <laughs> this close you up on the eyes. Think you had it in you, Jean Luc, but I knew you did. saying that it worked we collapsed the anomaly is that all this meant to you just another spatial anomaly just another day at the office did it work well you're here aren't you you're talking to me aren't you what about my crew <laughs> the anomaly my ship my crew i suppose you're worried about your fish too well, if it puts your mind at ease you've saved humanity but your fish is dead again. what fish died thank you for was what? that a joke you he said thank you helping me get out of this I was the one that got you into it aha a directive from the continuum the part about the helping hand though was my idea there you go they started it the QQ Timuan started it Wait, was that the original? This is the one that is on my computer. I don't so, know what the other one said. I wonder if it didn't, because I don't remember that. But anyway, uh, so yeah. So Q Continuum started it, and then Q Guys, in we're particular. we're going to watch Discovery Season 3 now. We just want to rewatch it. So we said that we were going ready. to, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, it's actually, for some reason, that's the homepage on my... My landing page when I get to Amazon Prime Video, season two, no three. Amazon has the algorithm. Algorithm, that's what you want to watch. It's my favorite thing. 
Discovery! You're saying that it worked? We collapsed the anomaly. Well, you're here, aren't you? You're talking to me, aren't you? What about my crew? <laughs> the anomaly, my ship, my crew. I suppose you're worried about your fish, too. And since I have well, command, your mind at ease, says, fish got a golem body, so it's all okay. <laughs> once again. Oh, I hope they cut this. That would be so insane. I sincerely hope. That this <gasps> oh my god, they did. That's the whole explanation for the episode! That's fucking crazy that that's cut. Oh my god. Thank you. For what? You had a hand in helping me get out of this. How could you cut this? I was the one that got you into it. A directive from the Continuum. The part about the helping hand, though, was my idea. It also explains Q as a character so much more completely. That he's sometimes mischievous and messing with them, and sometimes he's it's the Q Continuum that's being dicks, and he actually is stepping in because he has more of a relationship with them. Whatever this version is, essentially it seems to be only if you have your Paramount Plus subscription through Amazon. That's the only way you're seeing the version of this that is just not complete. Oh my God. That is so, that is, I would say that's pretty much the wildest one. I feel like so I wonder, that, that's it. By the way, that's all the differences. We've I wonder now what else we've missed in episodes we've been watching. Oh, that's a good point because it's all the syndicated version. Oh, oh that's intriguing. I guess we have to start over, guys. You're getting your wish. We're going back to the beginning. I sincerely hope that this is the last time that I find myself here. You just don't get it, do you, Jean-Luc? The trial never ends. We wanted to see if you had the ability to expand your mind and your horizons. And for one brief moment, you did. When I realized the paradox. Exactly. For that one fraction of a second, you were open to options you had never considered. That is the exploration that awaits you. Not mapping stars and studying nebula but charting the unknown possibilities of existence. Q, what is it that you're trying to tell me? I love you. <laughs> Seems like he's about to. <laughs> You'll find out. That would be another place someone could have kissed Picard. In any case, I'll be watching. And if you're very lucky, I'll drop by to say hello from time to time. Or that one time. See you So theoretically, what him not saying in that last moment is what he they tie in at the end of Picard, season two Picard. No. Oh. Don't give them that credit. Well, that's what I'm reading into it. Don't give don't give that show the credit of this. Fair enough. Don't give them the Oh, obviously they're pointing back to this moment. Well, they definitely were pointing back to it. I just don't know oh if they were God. doing it with any elegance. But no. uh 
I don't care what Bezerisky has to say about it. <laughs> Phil says, I'm no trying to tell you way. you're my best friend. I'm also I, uh, into you in an asexual way. Uh, I think I'll Is get it back asexual? I, uh, I could use some sleep. Unless anyone would like to join me. Also, I'm going to go see if Beverly's down to clown. <laughs> Captain Vlog Supplemental. Starfleet Command reports no unusual activity along the neutral zone, and there is no sign of a temporal anomaly. It would appear that I am the only member of the crew to retain any knowledge of the events I experienced. Admiral Nakamura did describe my bare chest, though. So that was nice. (laughs) Take it. Any time, Doctor. Four hands in a row. How does he do it? I cheat. must be a liar. I'm kidding. You know, I was thinking about what the captain told us all about the future. About how, how hot I, I mean, look. I just, like, let's process the fact that, like, these seven people we've spent seven years with. Uh-huh. This is how we wrap it up. Sitting around a poker table. Paying off all that time. Everything from there, you know, Riker rolling over the table to this discussion of why would you know why is he why did he tell us this and like in the moment when he shows up in the room after Deanna, it's like so good because like we hadn't seen Deanna right in a in like three acts or not right. sorry not three acts but like in like four scenes right because she's dead in the future. How we all changed and drifted apart. Why would he want to tell us what's to come? Sure goes against everything we've always heard about not polluting the timeline, doesn't it? I believe, however, this situation is unique. Since the anomaly did not occur, there have already been changes in the way this timeline is unfolding. The future we experience will undoubtedly be different from the one the captain encountered. Maybe that's why he told us. Knowing what happens in that future allows us to change things now. So that some things never happen. Agreed. I will transfer to D-Space. Come in. Am I too late? Of course not. Pull up a chair. What's the game? Five card draw, deuces wild. Come in. This is so great. (laughs) Everybody's look, like they cut to everybody, give everybody the moment. Is there a problem, sir? No. I, uh, I just thought that I might, um... I might join you this evening. Uh, if there's room. Of course. Rum. Have a seat. Ensign Gates is in charge upstairs. <laughs> Would you care to deal, sir? Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Data. Captain, you can have the most Actually, uncomfortable I, chair. Uh, I used to be quite a card player in my youth, you know. I bet this scene took forever to film because they were making each other laugh. Or crying. I should have done this a long time ago. They were crying. Because they started production on Star Trek 7 like two weeks later. (laughs) So, five-card stud, nothing wild. And the sky's the limit.
Heinrich Cole who's like, I want to pull out of the poker table through the ship, and I want a nebula. They're like, we can afford only one. All right, I'll take the nebula. There's an extra scene with the uh, wharf going over the table and punching out Riker and, and just having an overall great time. Just having an overall great time. There's a, there's a big orgy b- amongst all of them. It's a lot of extra footage. Well, Andy, I guess it's time. Four hours and 21 minutes into the show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the longest you or I have ever gone without eating. Uh... <laughs> Guys, well, it's the NPC, yeah, the NPC. Only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data, Riker, Troy, or Dr. Crusher? If you don't like who they pick, just remember that this podcast is free. Not for you guys. I mean, Data didn't even know in the middle time what a tomographic scanner was. No, no, no. He just didn't think to use it. Uh Uh-huh. He knew what it was. They had one on the ship. I mean, uh, it's probably got to be Picard. Does Picard put it together? Does anybody else put it together? Who comes up with the warp bubble? That's kind of Geordi, right? Or is it Data? How to collapse it? Yeah. Oh, Data does everything. Warp static bubble. Data does everything. Yeah. Picard was handed a math problem, and yeah. Data was his calculator. <laughs> As he always is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Worf stole Deanna from uh, Riker. It's That's cute. pretty I mean, impressive. It's Q. It's got to I mean, be Q. Q isn't, are we counting? He's not part of the crew. We're he not in Starfleet uniform. Yet. He wore a Starfleet uniform. <laughs> Not when he made the decisions, and he was wearing his weird capes. Let's see. I, JJ cloaks. says it's Livingston and Q. Livingston. Um, crowdcast for trying to keep this to four hours only. That that would be nice. Is it? Uh, it's is clearly it, Q. It's clearly Q. We're getting. It's Q. I agree. Everybody. Is it Tasha? It's not Q. Q's not a member of the crew. Also, family. The Q continuum started the problem. He's part of the Q continuum. I guess he does help them. That's fair. But he's not part of the crew. Look, once we get into DS9, you guys can name who you want. <laughs> Rob, Rob Garrison. To be fair, Matt said it would be Q five hours ago. Well, he's seen the episode. It's not like he doesn't know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's Q. It's got to be Q. What but... do you mean? He's not a member of the crew. Have we given okay. it to Q before, guys? Okay, okay. Well, then I would argue <laughs> this, <problems>. then. Here's <laughs> what I would argue. Yes. It can be nobody in the future timeline besides Riker, because he's the only one who's actually a member of the crew of the Enterprise at that point. Like, you can't... It, it's three different time periods. Riker's not even in the first time period, either. Uh-huh. There's no Riker. There's no Beverly there. I mean, theoretically, if you're the taking answer it is off Chief Q- O'Brien. You're right. It's Chief O'Brien. <laughs> Chief O'Brien barely is keeping his shit together. <laughs> Does anybody else do anything? All right, it's cute. Fine. Wow. You really <laughs> fell for that. It's not Q. He's not a member of the Q. He's, how could it be Q, you dumb dumb? 
Oh no! I tricked you. I fell into his I trap. I knew you would do that. You're just you like a sucker. I told like Rob Garrison Q. to say the thing that said that it would be me that I did it. I'm here to help you. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Picard. I think it's I think it's the calculator. That's no, data. Yeah, but it's Picard. It's Picard. Although it's Picard. It's Picard. Shush it. It's Picard. If it's Picard, then it's just because they like you know Q stack the deck to give him all the information. Yeah, but he used all the information. <laughs> Did he use it smart? <laughs> we got you good. That's right. Thank you, Command Master Chief. <laughs> Screw you. It's Picard. Um, it's Picard. All right, fine. Don't don't don't, don't argue with your own s- instincts. Oh no, we lost our polls. Uh, the polls are in the other session, huh. which we can't be in anymore. No problem. Uh, let's see. Now we got to give. FYI, just for the record, even if even if our hells were an hour, it still would be a. How many Andy's does this episode get? It'd be under Two four hours. hours. That's true. <laughs> Give me your money's worth. <laughs> money's worth of bullshit. Um, I maybe I should cut this down for the regular audience, and like the president's circle could have the super long version. You would have to listen to it, which actually is kind of torturous. Uh, okay. Ten out of ten for me. It's everything anyone ever wanted out of a finale. Now, it does suffer from the actual problem that Andy and I have often discussed in Star Trek, which is, oh, my God, this character woke up and none of that really happened. I mean, I guess it's Q's grace that he offers him that he can remember and tell the rest of the crew. So at yeah, least but like, it's happened in his memory, at least. Even like that's well, Hoshi thought everything happened. Did it happen though, or is it in Hoshi? She beamed memory? out of the transport. No, she just fucking imagined it. Yeah, but that didn't really happen. This really happened, or did it? I mean, the, the Q erased it. Or the Q continuum erased it from the timeline, or you know whatever it is. Well, that is a good question. If if Picard had not fixed the timeline. Would the would the Q continuum have allowed existence to be destroyed or all, all of humanity be fucked up? Or would they have been like, well, that's just for him. He'll have to know that he screwed it up or will destroy humanity. No, they don't do destroy humanity. He does. But they're, they set up the things. So anyway. Um, <laughs> anyhow, there are, yeah, there are a lot of issues like that. There's also the, the um, you know, the 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 questions of well clearly now is explained in the larger cut so i don't think it's a problem anymore uh about well what was the cause um but um so that actually would have been one of my remaining critiques anything that's that i have an issue with is small um and sometimes i'll deduct a half a point because it's small but I'm grading on a curve of how impossible it is to land 
a television series with this much canon and this much mythology and this many characters in a satisfying way that feels like the show because often uh, a finale of a series won't feel like the show. It's sort of like, well, now we got to do this crazy kind of movie-like finish. Um, this feels like an you know a supersized episode of Next Generation and ties in to all the things we love about Next Generation and has extrapolations of the characters in a satisfying way and is a great conclusion that is moving and satisfying and feels like it gives you closure for an I entire mean, it sticks series. The, it sticks it's the landing so, in a way that so few finales So few. So, yes. I gotta give it a 10. Also, it's like they don't do anything big, stunty. You know what I mean? There's no, like, let's blow up the Enterprise. None of all the problems. Well, they blow up three Enterprises. I mean, none of all the problems that I would argue that Generations has does this finale have. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's really, it's just so, it's so nicely handled. It's It's pretty beautiful. In a way, what is so great about it Mm-hmm. is that it is the epitome of what I love about Star Trek The Next Generation which is we've just gone on this huge adventure we learned a little bit of something and we're still at the status quo we're all here and we're all still on this mission on the Enterprise nothing crazy no, like, you know, there's no upheaval. It's still the seven core senior officers on the ship. Like, that's what I like about it. Like, I go to sleep at night happily thinking they're still out there having adventures. Well, what's also a beautiful kind of, uh, I remember Ricky Gervais saying this about the end of the British office, kind of a hug at the end is, even though we've seen these progressions, obviously, in Picard's relationships with everyone, it does feel organic that we haven't seen him sit and be one of that kind of crew in that kind mm-hmm. of tight way. And so it's like this final step of the Picard we saw in Farpoint has now softened to the degree where he will sit down at that table with those people. So there is yeah. even that progression that you're going to have, as you say, the show and the characters and the dynamics you love moving forward with even that much more warmth and love. And so it took, that was a seven-year soften. Right. That wasn't a softening. That, that wasn't a sudden change in the character in the finale. That was earned. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah. Um, I would like yeah. to uh, just throw out a couple of uh, thanks. I didn't make the list I should have. I apologize, but... Uh, Don't uh, act like we're all done with the podcast. We'd, we'll just be here watching a different Star Trek show. <laughs> so, thank you. I know that we're, Matt and I are going to commit ritual suicide tonight. We didn't mention that because we felt like it would be a bring down. Um, but... Uh, uh, we we hate to, to break it to you, but we're doing seven more seasons, guys. <laughs> uh, we wanted to thank uh, the people from uh, our face group, uh, which is our Facebook group that I call the face group. Um, so check that out if 
By some wild stretch, you are new and have not heard this before. There's no world that anyone would get this far. But um, um, I would like to thank uh, Phoebe Phillips, uh, Tara Hunter, Susan Hill, Jordy Jeans, Julie Ashworth, uh, a little lady we like to call Mary Myra. Pass. Mother of Mother of Myra. Um, thank you for wishing me well on my birthday, Mary. Um, and uh, Nacho Lopez, uh, who are all um, admins uh, in the face group, um, and especially Master Chief Robert Garrison, who started the face group and is... And um, has duly captained here. it. And also has remained here for the full four hours and 33 minutes. Did and he really? And you are a warrior, my friend. Thank you to Neil Studd who hung in there. Um, thank you to Mike Mann and Josh Bald, who created a face, face pod, which was a, a podcast where they interviewed people who were on the crew and fans of this show. Um, uh, the, uh, the True Blue Deep Space deep state nerds um and also thank you for all the content that uh bald and man created over the years uh thank you to ken molay who did uh uh, uh all the uh, the um uh frank sinatra come ons thank you to all the people who helped out with the uh this day and this week in trek uh, i know lieutenant commander zach wilson helped on many of our of our pods our patreon pods in that way um i know i'm forgetting so many people um, all of you, all the people who have contributed as a fan, as a listener, spreading the word, as a member you, of face are groups. Ex- are you accepting a podcast award I didn't know about? I just want to thank everybody. <laughs> You're in a suit for all of <laughs> reading my... Reading a thank you list? <laughs> I guess I was hoping that it being the last episode and only three days past my birthday, that maybe somebody would offer me an award. But instead, <laughs> I'm going to offer... Uh, a, a TNC campaign medal <laughs> to everyone uh, awarded all crew members of the USS Friendship the Starfleet TNC TNG um, and that was uh, come up with by Rob Garrison um, my apologies to anyone who uh, I did not mention uh, you're all valued if he didn't mention you yeah, don't take it personally some people forget names, others forget birthdays, and I think what we learned is we shouldn't take any of that personally. <laughs> like a cue, he turned it to his advantage right at the end. <laughs> you know, it was my idea to forget your birthday, Andrew. Well, what is the meaning of this, Matt? Ooh. I wanted you to appreciate those who did wish you a happy birthday all the more. Are you saying you you always wish me a happy birthday? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brian Hellman Moop says I'm insulted. Uh, Anyway, thank all of you. Thank all of you who support us here in this Patreon. Uh, Obviously, this will also be later not in the Patreon. (laughs) Thank you all to well, you folks also. I mean, I do. I don't think I can release a four-hour episode. Uh, I'm gonna be shy. So you're so in some ways, Matt, you're gonna create the Amazon version of this podcast. (laughs) I mean, kind of. That's probably what might happen. So I say might very loosely. You'll have to check it out (laughs) because I mean, I don't know when this goes up. That's up to you, man. 
I mean, I don't even know how, like, do you know how much of a loop I'm going to have to do for all of the engine noise I'm going to have to put this thing in? Is there enough even, is there enough engine hum in the galaxy? No, Andy, there isn't. All right, everybody, I'll play us out with a little song I wrote for Andy called Happy Birthday, Andy. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know how to play Happy Birthday. Command Master Chief is predicting that you're going to cut all the B-Day B-day stuff. (laughs) No, I guarantee you that all stays in. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Let's all just remember that uh, we'll be back with D-Space 9 pretty soon. I would say probably in the next three weeks or so. And also... That will, jeez. I mean, I don't know if we could do. I was thinking about doing D Space Nine in the, doing another one of these for the premiere of D Space Nine. But seeing as this one went this long, I don't. Well, know. it doesn't. I mean, it went this long mostly because of the hails, but also because it was a double episode. But I guess that Deep Space Nine is a double episode, huh? Yeah, but also I'm glad that we went long enough to be in every time zone people were awake right i got a crazy thing to point out there are now more people here than there were (laughs) at the beginning no that number you're seeing on the right is the people who have been here oh i see and the number in green so these are the people in the the time zone they really want to hear the five minute song so i guess i'll do that live i'm just going to drop it in there later but i can play it now everybody why don't you just drop it in there and then they'll listen to the podcast to hear it? No, I'm not going to make them shuffle. Well, wait, have to scrub well, through a four hour and 40 minute thing. Before you start playing That's this, rude. are we talking through it? What's happening then? I'll just play it. I can turn off my microphone. What do you want to happen? And then are we leaving our screens? What's going on? This is the kind of thing I never know what's going on when you make you a, me to a kick decision you out? to fly. I just want to know what's going on. So you don't have to sit awkwardly while a song plays? Maybe. It'll probably help you out. Yeah. All right. Andy, thank you. Are you going to stay? wild ride. <laughs> you stay I have to summer? to get this thing to play. Ugh. You brought it up. <laughs> ay, ay, right. ay. Look, I'll let you feel it out, okay? That's okay. You get, you get, you bounce you? I can bounce you right now. You can bounce me. I love you all. Thank you. Bye, Wait, don't I have to say disengage? When do I say that? This song will be your disengage. No, we gotta say it. <sighs> Alright, everybody, hold on. Don't want to upset the natural order of things. Disengage! Bye, Andy. Bye, Matt. And here we go, everybody. Who cares to hear it? This is it.
good. glad we all stuck around for that and big thank you to everybody uh here it's so <laughs> questioning my life choices. i was literally thinking about the fact that we did a four and a half hour to five hour podcast and also like i don't people don't be sad there's seven more seasons of ds9 to get through the show continues and rages on as we 
all find out why Avery Brooks is the best captain that has ever been in Star Trek. That's right. I said it. Um, big thank you to everybody. Uh, and uh, very sweet of all of you. And uh, I saw all your messages. Jeff, that's a very kind thing to say. Also, tell your dog I said hello. Um, luckily, this part doesn't have to be on anything. I could just keep this recording forever four hours and 45 minutes later wild um yeah so everybody i want you all to feel like uh the cast of tng around that poker table uh when they were filming the scene um they were just looking forward to the two weeks they got off before they had to shoot generation so (laughs) it wasn't sad they're using the same sets they just had to relight everything um All right, guys, I'll see you at the wormhole, I guess. Bring your runabouts. Bye, everyone.